So, um, what are your favorite moped sounds? Fuck your car. Ride a moped. I don't know. Like, touch a fly. Was it moving? Like, no, nah, feel pretty locked up. Sounds like a fuck, dude. Oh, boy. The wop, wop, wop. You fucking blew it. I'm not sure what it is, but it's it's hard and it hurts right now. I bet I know what that is. <laughs> well, it's had a hat on it all day. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. What else does it have? And, and it's you know like after it's covered in that that like man product uh gel Juice? stuck in a hat all day oh uh, sticky substance yeah well, it, it stiffens everything up too it's that supposed is. to help stiffen it up when you're you know like you know before you it's go it's not funny anymore <laughs> we're only talking about hair gel yeah so i have my hat hair products i got my hat in the uh on it's the pbr like beanie and it's pushed my hair down so much that now when i took it off and go to put my Anything on my head, it, it's like, I don't know, it feels weird, like it hurts. I think you can hear it in the microphone crunching. Yeah, I heard it. It's not, it's not stiff, though. The shit I use is more like wax. Man, that shit's trash. <laughs> nah, it's good stuff, dude. Can you turn my mic down just a bit? It's My the, earphones, uh, I mean. Uh, sure, I can do that. That's that not, yeah, that's better. It's Ooh. the old spice, I man. I screaming in my ear. Uh, I have, I don't know where it is. It's in some, one of my, like, private, like... Your boxes, or you just don't throw stuff away. Like, oh, I got a box somewhere. <laughs> Your hoard box. Yeah, I have one. Some got to be glued. It's probably in a closet or an attic or something. But it has uh, my granddad's Old Spice bottle from back in the day. Okay. And it's it's in a what was that? What was like that? a car? Or All something? those glass products, were, but it was like brown glass. I don't know what that's called or what it's made of, but it's in one of those, yeah. and it's shaped like a boat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They had cars and boats and trucks and all yeah. kinds of shit. It's legit. It's like, you know, you feel like a real man. You put on some old spice. That shit. That is Out anything in boat. it? Oh, yeah, probably. Probably got some ancient stuff. Vintage. <laughs> when, it was, when it was strong when they made it right, you know? They were, they we were, call it hooker juice around here. That's back when they were testing on all sorts of stuff. Slaves. Oh, my God. Homeless people. <laughs> hey, you got to put your hooker juice on before you go out in the wild, you know? Be prepared. Uh, my boss, I guess, like when he was younger, some girl like said he smelled really good, and he put on after you put on his dad's speed stick. So he only wears his dad's speed stick and stuff now. And like when he comes to work, like when he decides to show up, and he's like put he comes in the door, and you can smell him from like twenty <laughs> feet off, dude. Like like yo, he just got out the shower. That that fucking old spice and goddamn speed stick is lofting across the fucking. And the room, speed dude. stick is like its own brand. It's that weird generic mm-hmm. like green. It e- rolls on fast. Extra <laughs> extra smelly. Yeah, we need to get a, uh, some man product sponsors because you know because some stinky mopeds out there. Stinky mopeders. Like the girls, I think they do all right. Aaron's like, oh, we gotta find somewhere to shower. <laughs> you know. I like a good shower too. Yeah, I'm like, fuck that, man. I'm at the rally. I'm showering <laughs> Tuesday after I get back and sleep all day Monday. <laughs> this episode sponsored by Black Eyes. I don't even need I a shower like so much. Eyes. I just need a place to wash stinks. my hair. Yeah. Because it just does not like. You don't like those, that leave in conditioner stuff? 
It's not leaving. It's or dry leave, shampoo. Dry shampoo. Yeah, that's no, stuff. it doesn't work on my hair. It's too fine and spoiled. <laughs> Hair's pathetic. <laughs> I'll just wash my hair in a sink, though. I don't care. Yeah. Get it in. Get your wet wipe on. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I'm all about dragging a rag with some wet wipes. Dragon rag. That's what he calls it. You front, you front the back with that thing or back to front with that thing? Whatever it takes is what I'm doing. Oh. Nice you never know when you're going to get in the crash and nice somebody's going to want to eat your ass at the hospital. Dude, it's um, so hot in here. Turn the fan on. You're right beside it. You're in reaching distance. I thought it was off for a reason, maybe. No, no. That's not. He was trying to keep you from blowing your stink all over the place. You put on oscillating mode? Yeah. Oh, I just, missed, I just missed my mouth with the water. <laughs> yeah, I went for the sip. Whiffer, dude, for sure. So, uh, I guess, welcome to Moped Money Podcast, you little fuckers. Um, uh, how did you, the announcement do? Because I didn't listen. Uh, this was episode 72. Uh, episode 71, we did the announcement for the raffle. And this week's been crazy. I haven't actually sent any of that stuff out yet. Or, like, the information. So, what I have you that, been doing? To, I, trying to live, you know, trying to not die out here in these streets. Last week, I downplayed the uh, virus on, on our episode. We talked about. Did some you? Shit. Oh yeah, we were like, "Fuck that virus, man! This is a weak ass flu." Like, you know? it is not a weak ass flu. Well, I don't know what it is. We were talking. I talked like some loose shit at it. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't strong. It wasn't. It wasn't firm. I, I like just like off. You know, off the top, said some dumb shit, and then like two days later, Richmond is just fucked up. Like all the toilet paper's gone. People it's not are, though. It's not. You got to go to a Hood Mart. You can't go to a Kroger. Oh uh, no, they got to go to Walmart. Come you got to go East somewhere. Ends. Yeah, you got to go somewhere else. Like yeah, people just wipe their ass in East yeah. End. West Downtown End. Kroger, crazy. Like Will on Kroger, all that shit is fucked up. So you yeah, gotta go, you got to go to not your normal grocery store. Go to like somebody else's grocery store if you live where I'm at. But like. Yeah, dude, like that. This college shut down. Uh, they did in spring break. They're going um, online. Yeah, online, like for all the all students. So Jason's like, yeah. working from home tomorrow. Yeah, and boss called me and said we're not working tomorrow, and I'm like, uh, we don't get no paid time off, Dougie. We gotta come in there and make some t-shirts. <laughs> so you guys want some shirts printed? Uh, hit me up, yo. We'll get them done asap. Two day shipping. I haven't seen how it's gonna affect us at work yet, yeah. but you know it's gonna happen. Something, man. Something's gonna happen. Like this weekend was supposed to be our big uh, Irish festival in Richmond, the uh, Shamrock the Block, which is normally a pretty big event. Like lots of vendors, live bands, and like all sorts of stuff. All the breweries. It's right off the neighborhood with like fifteen breweries. Probably mm-hmm. that's an exaggeration. More like six. Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of maybe, them in there. Maybe seven. If you include in like the cider distilleries and all that shit, man. There's yeah. a bunch of them in there. We got a bunch. But um. I went out anyway. Like we, Aaron's family came to town, and we went and took them to. Was it crowded? Tanza Kitchen or whatever that place is, and then we hit Taza. Yeah, Taza, and then we hit that new brewery over there, the uh, Star Hill. Yeah. Oh, how was that? It's pretty nice inside. Yeah. Yeah, it looks good from the outside. I'm not big on like breweries, but it was cool. They got uh, her dad got some hot nuts. He had some hot nuts, and he was like, "Eat them." Mountain oysters. Oh, my mouth is burning. I'm like, "Yeah, let me try. Let me try." And like, I hit it. I'm like, "Man, this shit ain't even hot." Like this first there's, world problem. There's definitely a moment when you feel like superior to people, and it's when you can take more spice than someone else. Yes, yes. <laughs> like, <when> you're, <laughs> you're like, yeah, 
Yeah, my taste buds are with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I cooked something. Uh, Ashley's mom's gotten to the point where she can't do anything that has any sort of flavor so at all. <laughs> and like, I, w- I cooked something and then she, she was like, I can't eat it. It's too spicy. And then we ordered a pizza the other day, and like not too long ago. And she's like, is it just me or is this pizza spicy? I'm like, what the fuck happened <laughs> to like, you, man? It's like a pepperoni. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was a cheese pizza. Pepperoni. Oh, a cheese pizza. A plain <laughs> cheese pizza. And she was like, this is spicy. Man, I don't know what they put in that oregano. <laughs> it's like, whatever, man. I don't know what the fuck's going on with you. Uh, but anyway, we hope you guys are surviving out there, dealing with the uh, nonsense in the streets. Um, if you're brave and you, you want to you wanna hurry up, I mean, plane tickets real cheap right now. Okay, Y'all can make it out to the Rod and Chatter. Cruises are on the low. No. Oh, wait a minute. The Rod and Chatter ain't happening. It was just we, a rumor. <laughs> we yeah. canceled the Rod and Chatter because we don't want people coming from out of town. I don't have a sad sound on the board. I know. But if we did, this would be the moment for it. Um, so we'll clap. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Fuck the Rod and Chatter. Rod and Chatter's over. You're going to show up. <laughs> Please. I wasn't showing up anyways. <laughs> Please don't show up. It's a knockoff of the building gather anyway. <laughs> and we're not helping you fucking powder coat shit. That's so funny. I remember that. Oh. Yeah. He's like, how about you naming something else? <laughs> he was nice. That's funny. Uh, and that's a that's a weird segue. We're not going to jump straight to it. But Imitation is the greatest form of flattery. Yeah, exactly. We're not going to jump straight to it, but uh, our guest tonight is Chad Burke. If you follow us on Instagram, you would have seen that. I say that when I imitate so. other people, when, when people imitate me. <laughs> like, y'all bitches better change your shit. We're coming for you six deep. <laughs> if we can get six people to come. Yeah, put rebels on your cut. See what happens. Dude, but yeah, it's kind of a bummer that the ride and chatter got canceled. I was looking forward to it. Um, uh, you know, a lot of other people were. And it might uh, lead to better opportunities, though. Yeah, yeah. and it's also it's just like, there's all this shit going on, like, be safe and sorry, at least, like, you know, try to Not help for the us, th- that was not the intention no. whatsoever. It was like, if we buy a bunch of beer and nobody shows up... Yeah, yeah, the whole, like... Then uh, we've wasted all our money <laughs> on 15 people that we probably didn't really want to see anyway. Yeah. Well, yeah, I see that, that too. That, I was like, dude, that was not where this the only came people from. that are going to show up. <laughs> you can play it by ear. You're like, yeah, we'll buy beer after people show up. The only up. people that are going to show up is he who shall not be named. <laughs> and wait, then wait, wait, she wait. and she who shall not be I'm named. Like, I'm like, which he who should not be named? We got like five that shall not be named right now. I think. No, I, I'm not being specific <laughs> just, at all. I just know one. I'm not being specific at all. It could be anybody. <laughs> and y'all know who I know. So Insert I don't your know who you're about otherwise. No, we got like five uh, not shibbly names. I, th- I think we're going to have to come up with the code names. Like, uh, yeah, because you're going to have Val, to write. and they, and thy. And like, <laughs> and each we're each going to need different. like a chart on the wall for me minion to like one, reference. Minion one, minion two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. But I don't know. What, what was the date for that thing? I don't remember because I don't want anyone to come. What was it? Well, no, believe it was no, March 4th. No! <laughs> March 4th? Okay. So if you show up, oh, we're riding, sucker! <laughs> yeah, I don't fuck, give a shit. Fuck the rebels, I'm in the streets. Show up. Stay at Jason's house. Richmond Rodden Chatter. Invitation. You can sleep in the back. Hosted by RV and Lucas. Come in the house, breathe on me. <laughs> yeah, we'll have a quarantine tent. 
Oh goodness, dude, man. Um, we'll hose you down like in jail and just get you naked and spray you with something. <laughs> Lift your nuts. Spray you with something. Yeah, hose you down with a beer. You guys uh play mopeds this week? I did for five minutes. I'm supposed to be working on some mopeds. You did some welding or the prepping for the little yeah. session. That was that's building cool. some exhaust pipe stuff. Well, not really building. Some of us did the building. I'm just yeah. making it fit. So our friend uh, Amanda, that's in the Lady Kings, uh, fuck club. Um, <laughs> you build them, we ride them once in a while. So she uh, it's actually they ride called fuck. Yeah, club. it is Lady Kings fuck club. <laughs> so they just she got she got it's a like hobbit fuck for me. club, but for the Lady Kings. Yeah, yeah, she got a hobbit for me recently that we talked about and. She ripped it in Tampa. I had a blast. And, like, I think we had this conversation earlier, me and Thomas, about, like, just selling someone a stock bike. Because when they get the bug. I don't think we had this conversation. We stood we, in the backyard this afternoon and had this exact conversation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we had the conversation. I think we had this conversation just the other okay, day. Okay. Wait. I think. I mean, I know 100%. Without a doubt. When we, we had this conversation. I'm sorry. Conversation That's a bad earlier. interruption. I couldn't help it. Yeah. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, uh. No, but I just saved myself. <laughs> but yeah, we talked about this about like selling someone a stock bike instead of an all-out kitted bike because like someone new to mopeds isn't going to really appreciate all the stuff that goes into making a bike fast. That but makes sense. When they ride a bike that's slow, and all their <laughs> friends are ripping fucking dicks on them, dude. All they do is want more. They're like, oh, I want to go faster. Oh, I want to keep up. They're like, you see them just twisting the throttle over and over again during the ride, and it's like, yo, just turn it. It's not going to make you go any faster. No. Oh, I've seen some people doing that where they just keep wrenching as if they're going to twist it more, yeah. and then their brake handle comes up some, and then they keep going, and then they shove the brake handle down and hold it. With the- yeah, I know all like, about that. Why can't I go faster? Well, then they get the bug, and then they want to, like, you know, come buy more performance parts from you. So, for those dudes selling bikes, that's a good way to, like, you know, bring someone fuck in. some customers. Well, not fucking I mean, them. I'm sorry. Hook some customers up. You're, well, you're bringing them in, and you're giving them a taste. So, it's like, and then they have, they have more of appreciation for the things that make their bike faster. For me, it's my plan of getting rid of stock trash. <laughs> and then you sell them the shit that, because you buy the bike, right? So wherever you get it from, mm-hmm. it's 50-50. Sometimes you get it in the stock. Sometimes you get it and it's got good parts on it. Mm-hmm. So if it's got good parts on it, you rip all that shit off, put it on the shelf, put your stock trash that you've been trying to get rid of forever back on the bike, sell it to them. They learn to have an appreciation. And then you sell them the parts that used to be on their bike anyway. Because they don't want to pay for what it costs for a kitted moped. Like if it, if they had to buy all those parts, they don't want to pay that price. But after they've already bought the moped and paid that off, now they're thinking the next step is... I could afford to spend two hundred dollars on some used parts to make this thing haul ass, you know. Like it's probably more cost get, effective to get all that stuff up front, but like. But then they get what they want for, re- and you get what you want for realistically what, what you would have sold it for if it was kitted. Yeah. Without any bitching and arguing. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's a it. Thing. Is a little bit more work, but. Yeah. And I you do offload some stock cylinder kits and pipes, which is nice. Yeah, but then they just get like that's when they go to the wayward and they get trashed by someone else later or something. Mm-hmm. Not like, a, no one wants it. Yeah. I mean, I got stuck a bunch. We've, I think we've probably thrown away enough stock cylinders in Richmond. Probably 50, 100. Some would say it's bad business practice, but when you think about it, it's like, how do you keep people in the game? It's like, somebody's got to do it, right? It's and if you want to keep the price of the stock bike down, like the bike sale selling, you know, 
Like yeah. if your market set a thousand dollars, you only have a thousand dollar bikes to sell. That's what I talked about earlier. So mm-hmm. like I've got the my nostalgia, uh, you know, which is super clean. So it's probably worth a thousand bucks, you know, ish if I were to sell that. But you know, who's going to pay that? And then I've got the other maxi with the Polini, uh, the Jammer Clutch, the new pipe on it from Cranks, um, a CP Polini carb on it, uh, intake from Motion Left. Uh, new reads, all that. You know, like you start adding it up, you're like, "Fuck, that's a thousand bucks." I'll break even at a thousand bucks. Yeah. No, oh, do it. That's a break even it. with a bunch of work and ordering parts and waiting for them and putting them on and tuning it. So you really, <laughs> realistically, you're, all your time put into a kitted bike is way more involved than a stock bike. Or I could take that bike, pull my cool engine off of it, stash it on the shelf. I know it runs ready to Dude. go. When they're like, oh, "I want a kitted engine," I'm like, "Oh." <laughs> Full motor swaps, I think, would be the tits, dude. Just yeah, like ready just to build go. the whole motor with all the shit pre-tune. Like you just write down your tuning specs <laughs> Test for it this out. build, and so you know it works. Cool. Uh, I know if I got this kit, this cylinder, this intake, this ignition, this blah blah blah. I set it all perfect, and it's fresh. And you just put it on the shelf because you already pre-tune for that setup, and you just sell the same setup. So it's like cool. I know what the exact setup is. I, I can tune it off a of fucking notepad. And put it on that's the shelf. Pretty built. much what I'm doing. Yeah, that's sick. And then when your bike blows up, boom, you swap your boom, motor echo and you're back well, in the game. Well, that's why I know. Like I'm running a 15 Bing with a 2.24 atomizer with a 70 kit and a 72 jet. Like those things are like where you go. Yeah. And if you guys make notes of your tuning, uh, let us know in the comments because that's something I do for my Hobbit, like my main bike. I try to like keep a notepad in my notes on my phone of like where it's currently tuned at all the specs or whatever. So next time I change something, I know where I was at. Do you feel like the more time you dedicate to an engine, it runs better or the less time Mm. for me? I feel like the less time I dedicate to my own personal motor, just like being really abusive, overheating the bearing, slapping shit together with like unknown tolerances. Don't straighten the crank out centered in the fucking cases. Just put it together. And then it fires up so much easier. But if I take the time and like, Jax's bike took the time on that E50, put it together, made sure everything's centered right, and he's had nothing but problems with it. Sorry, Jax. <laughs> I don't know if it's my fault, but like my bike, my fucking Gila kit, I hogged it out uh, with like the worst <laughs> Dremel tools in the world. Completely, it still didn't fit in the case when I was done, and I took a fucking hammer and smacked it in the rest of the way. <laughs> They're like, no fucks given. I was like, it's close enough. Whack pro tuner. Yeah, like, I was like, I'm sick of dremeling. I, I think I got one bit left, and it's like, clack. It's like, well, I don't need cylinder sleeves now because the fucker's wedged in there, and that thing thumps, man. No problems whatsoever. Oh yeah, dude. I think we talked about that stupid thing last week, but that a man about that um that derby kit for the the derby aerosol kit. I, I don't remember talking about it last oh, week. Yeah, you I know here. that we. No, you were here. We did a day off. Saturday. Yeah, we talked talk about, about the kit, but we didn't talk about how it went on. Dude, what, what, what troubles it's been. So, I've never put on a Derby Metro cylinder before. It doesn't take a Honda exhaust. Or the Derby, yeah, the Derby cylinder. And she bought it, and I was like, alright, cool, whatever, it's got a kit, I'll, I'll build it. And so we take the motor apart, that goes fast. You bang, put the crank out. in fast. Oh, and I was fucking tired. Put the crank in fast, and I look down, ooh, put it in backwards. Take it out. Put it back in the freezer. Do some shit, like, uh, I'll do some other shit. Put it back in. And then I put the case halves together. And I look down. 
Put the crank in backwards. Motherfucker! <laughs> Piss. Live that repeat. Live that repeat. Live that repeat. Live that repeat. Um, and I'm just like, Amanda, what's what's the dumbest thing I could possibly do? And she's like, what? I'm like, I don't. I, don't need, I put the crank in backwards again. She's like, what? I'm like, I, I was thinking that, but I didn't want to say it. And I was like, fuck, dude, I blew it. Blew it. So I put it back in the freezer, build it again, put it the crank in right this time, button the whole thing up, put the ignition on, put the put the clutches on, do all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Okay, let me check out this cylinder. I pull it out. Man, this thing looks really nice. This is pretty. This one's clean. I'm feeling the ports. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. They now feel, I know where this is going. They feel good, dude. They're not, like, sharp. Like, some of those cast iron cylinders you get, like, DRs and stuff. When that you get kit them, looks really nice. They're really, the edges are really sharp. You have really chain for them. With the bridge exhaust port. Mm, it felt smooth. Everything felt good. Check the piston. Check the ring gap. Like, do all that. I'm like, all right, cool. Let me put the cylinder on. Put the piston on. Went to put the cylinder on. Doesn't go inside of the fucking cases. Forty-seven point six millimeter. You got to pour the case. I never even read the the like the treat thing. It's right on the where you read. Like if you look at where you buy it on Treatland, because I didn't order it. I didn't buy it. I've never bought one. Yeah. Like, it's, but it's in the it's in the fucking review or in the description or whatever. Got to open the case. You got to do this. You got to do that. It's like one millimeter bigger. I'm like, <laughs> damn it. So I'm gonna guess that you took a bunch of Play-Doh and rags. And stuffed it in the case and just ground it out. Put in the Play-Doh. Which is a trick. People do that. Yeah, I've done that for, like, porting. Like, if you're just opening up some fucking cheeks, you know, and, you know, just open it up a little bit or something. little Play-Doh works. You know, you can do it. No, the fucking skirt has to go deep in there, dude. Like, I had to take... I put like the Play-Doh all in. all the way to the crank? Yeah, I put the Play-Doh in. I looked at it, and I was like, mm, that's not going to work. Especially because those cases have the little notch inside for where the cylinder, the stock cylinder sits on. So I had to like take them all the way back apart again and like grind those fuckers down. And then you put the crank in backwards again. No. Then we <laughs> built it all up right. But then you need a spacer for or a thicker base gasket. So I had to like wait a day and cut another base gasket and like do all that. Did the but, thick base gasket uh, work? Oh, yeah. Right? I had a real thick sucker. Nice. Yeah, yeah, that went in there. I had the one with the metal, like exhaust style. But, like, those are really hard to cut. So I had a thicker, like, just regular gasket paper and that. I always wanted to figure out up. a way to, like, to have somebody make me, like, a press for just Ooh. stamping my own gaskets out. <laughs> um, Mike Berry has a, has a laser cutter. Yeah. And just, like, laser cuts out gaskets. Clutch, dude. That's perfect. Nice. Like, how do you get that? Just buy one, dude. Buy use one off Craigslist or something. All right, I'm on it. Where's my phone? Yeah. Then you just put the program in, and you fucking laser cut some gaskets, dude. Gasket paper for days. Because I've got a scanner. You can scan things, and I can set it into this program that I've got for my silhouette to cut it with my silhouette. So I can cut <laughs> gaskets with my silhouette uh, printer. Make it out of vinyl stickers, and you just, no, and you it, just stick them on? No, it's got a, a thing where it's got a, like a sticky pad, and you put your paper on it, and it reads the margins, and you just send it through. You can cut any gasket you want. Nice. And I've you never just, tried it, though. No. Did she just tell on me? Jason. What? What? Stop. What? I didn't do it. I swear. I didn't even have to look at you. You're not sly. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. We're in chair. Dude. Um, I don't know if I talked about it. I made a design for some jackets that I'm going to. Oh, shit. Well, Chad's calling us instead of us calling him. Let's get it. Yeah. What's going on? Moped Money Podcast is Thomas. I'm going to help you. <laughs> What's up, How's Chad? it going? First time caller, long time listener. Good to hear you. 
Dude, Chad Burke, the man, the myth, the old fucker. <laughs> Don't call Chad old. Chad <laughs> old. The man, the myth, the curliest hair when it's long. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Some pretty locks. But currently, uh, you know, I've lost all my powers. Damn. Uh. Oh, well. Yeah, we were looking at that picture back. of you with, shaved, with a shaved head earlier. I was like, damn. How's the shaved head? What's going on here, man? Bring the locks back. Yo, how's the married life treating you? Oh, great. Yeah, I mean, I've got a good man, so... Yeah, that's good. I it, saw a bunch of pictures of the wedding. difficult. Yeah, yeah, it oh, makes yeah, it easier yeah. when you've been together for a little bit, too. It does, it does, and, like, the, the wedding was less than, like, five days of planning, and it came together really awesome, so <laughs> that nice. was nice. No <laughs> arguing over venues I and think, food think, and bullshit. You're like, yeah, we kind of like the same shit. Let's just do it. I All think right, my girl could take a tip yep. of that, bro. Yeah, I, I think we spent maybe, like, $200. Bam! I like that. Uh huh. Yeah, exactly. That's where I'm at. Come on, baby, let's go in the backyard. <laughs> Did you guys have a raffle at your wedding? Um, not at our wedding, no, no. <laughs> Quarter kick raffle. I mean, I at proposed at a raffle. Oh yeah, I saw that at the rally at the, at the building gathering. Yep. Yep. Yeah. How the hell is uh, riding chatter still happening? Uh, it was just a rumor. It's not a real thing. <laughs> Yeah, they officially canceled it. But uh, if you show up, we're riding. I thought I saw something about it being canceled. Yeah, Justin made the head decision that it's not it's not worth everyone's health for people to start coming out of town when the governor like shut down every single school in Virginia and all yeah, that I've, fun I've, stuff. I've got a yeah, I've got a rally that I'm supposed to go to in uh, New Mexico, the Goatheads Rally, and they're they're now talking about possibly having to, to cancel it because of yeah. this. That's a bummer it's not until April like, 17th, but now they're they're putting their extent, uh, the extent of the, the um, flight delays and uh, quarantines and everything are just getting longer and longer. Yep. That's a bummer, because that's their first rally, too. And like I know they were super pumped on that thing. Yeah, I was pretty stoked. I, 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 luckily, I guess it at least got the insurance on the flight. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yeah, but, but how's, uh, how's, how's everything over in uh, Richmond right now with the uh, service industry and and jobs and everything? Like, we, are you guys slowly getting shut down? We were at, at the restaurant the other day, and the girl, and then normally it's a pretty busy spot, and she's like, I've had five tables all day long. So people aren't just coming out as frequently and for Jason in particular, his boss called him in and said they had a bunch of jobs canceled to not come in tomorrow. I work for myself. Yeah. And so I'm going to find out this week how it's going to affect me, you know? Because yeah, my so, vendors yeah, may say, yeah. you know, there, we, there's not enough customers. We're not buying cars. We'd have no work for you, you know? Yeah. It's kind of mm-hmm. funny. They canceled, like, a lot of our major events. And then, like, even this weekend, our, our Irish Festival stuff got canceled. But yep. there's still people who don't give a fuck because, like... I, there were a couple of bars that were still having parties with DJs and packed full of people. Yeah. So you know. Yeah. A lot of I think a lot yeah. of young people don't aren't aren't as scared as like, you know. Yeah, there's that invincibility uh, feeling um, of yeah. young younger people, and that. And I guess they just announced now in Michigan it's down to, or maybe it's nationwide now. They're suggesting nothing more than fifty people, and if it's more than fifty people, to cancel it. Yeah. Well, hell, we could still host a ride and chatter then. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Those numbers seem like I'm pretty sure we'll be below that this year. Yeah, yeah. Maybe make for a more intimate rally, you know. The other side of it is yep. like if, if we don't have anything going on, like Richmond's a big, big town, with plenty of shit to do. We could put something up at any moment's notice, and it would still be a good time, you know. So, or we'll yep. we'll help Jason oh, out I with his have shit. A good time, even if I was just stopping in town, I I have a good time. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, dude. Um, so how long have you been in mopeds now? Like twenty four years, twenty five years. I know you're up. I know you're up there. Well, well, I've been riding for thirty three years crazy so i got my first bike in 87 was it out of necessity doing the moped what What, did you get your first bike out of necessity like you needed a set of wheels or still like a hobby oh no no it's your classic my older brother got one so i want one too nice (laughs) nice nice so it was a yamaha qt50 oh brad's favorite bike Old <laughs> he had five of them at the same time once. Yeah, but four of them were locked wow. to the same phone pole. Yeah, he had they were. four locked to the same street sign out out front of his. Uh, at time, it was his girlfriend's house, and then it became his ex girlfriend's house, and then she moved out of that house, and the fucking bikes are still locked there. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And then somebody oh, came. Into, yeah, somebody came in town for a rally. He was like, "You can have them all for a hundred dollars or something." You just have to cut the lock. You just have to cut the lock because I don't, I don't know the key or uh, the combination. Perfect. Chad's like, "Yo, oh, those are kind of deals I used to get back in the day." Yeah, no shit, man. Dude, um, so your uh, older brother had a bike, so you said, so you got one, and it was a QT50. Yep. Yeah, he had a, a baby blue QT50, and I ended up getting a, a red one. His was an 83, mine was an 84, and it was an 87 that we got them. Brand new. Pretty Basically. much, you know, yeah. a couple years old. I mean, like... Were you always in Kalamazoo then? Were you in an area that you could ride those things year round? Um, I was I was in the Kalamazoo area. I was on the outskirts in the Vicksburg Portage area, so uh, which is like all of maybe twenty miles from Kalamazoo's downtown. Have you thought about trying to have one of those places near Kalamazoo named after you? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's actually a neighborhood in Kalamazoo City proper that is called Burke Acres. Oh, nice. So you do. Yeah, there you go. Done. <laughs> so, Just so I don't it. even have to do it. Yeah. It's named after me. That's crazy. Yeah, you've always been a stable in the Mojave community for us and, you know, meeting you at rallies and, like, one of the most interesting people to sort of run across and chat with. Uh, how'd you get your yeah, start I mean, in you Mojave? And beyond, how'd you get your start in mopeds? Beyond just like finding your first bike, where where did you start to find the love in it? Like you like you have okay, now. Okay, well, so so the first bike was fun and like riding around in that. But a couple years later, we moved into uh, Kalamazoo proper, and uh, I had some neighbors that would um, they were retired, so they'd go around the city during the big garbage pickup. And they'd get stuff like furniture and bikes and mowers. So they got a couple of mopeds, and I worked the deal out with them that I would work on some mowers and some bicycles and trade for these two mopeds. And one, one was a 1975 Hercules P1 um, with a Sax 504 engine, and then the other one was a 1975 Motorbicon 50L orange uh with the dymo v clutch so it was a single speed 
Okay. So I got both of those bikes from them, and the Hercules looked amazing, but someone had, like, taken a screwdriver, and it's like they went into the Magneto and just, like, mangled it with a screwdriver. Mm. So the stator was all messed up. And then before I ever even got to, like, ride it or get it running, I was just pedaling around and hitting the clutch and stuff. Mm. And that night, it got stolen. (laughs) So it's not even running yet, (laughs) and it gets stolen. But there was a bunch of, like, hoodlums and hood rats in my area, and they're like, can we know who took your bike? So, like, literally on the other side of the tracks was this house, and there was the bike, and someone had, like, thrown it off of the trellis of the tracks, and they tacoed the wheel. And so we did, like, a reconnaissance at night and, like, went over and (laughs) sold my moped back. And then I went to, there was a moped shop, here in town called Born Cap Moped and Bike and the the guy Homer, he was kind of a drunk and he he wouldn't actually do anything. So like I took my moped there and it sat there for like four or five months. And he didn't do anything. He had a brand new stator and everything. He had parts. He just was not interested in actually working on it anymore. He was kind of bitter. So I ended up coming back and I'm like, if you're not going to do the work, then give me my bike and I'll pay for the parts. So I got the bike back. I bought a a new old stock rim from him and I got the Magneto. And so I actually sat down with books. I had an agreement with the uh, local libraries because at this point they were starting to phase out a lot of the old mopeds books. Mm -hmm. So I I would check out moped books and then come back and just say that I lost them and pay the fine. <laughs> so I, I was like getting, cause that was like, you know, it was pre-internet. So there was no other way to get the information. So schematics and that, you know, this is eighty nine ninety. So like I was able to get engine schematics for the 504's engine. Um, and I was able to like, there was one of the books actually explained how to lace a wheel. So I laced, the, the front wheel that was tacoed, I took it all apart and I actually trued a wheel not knowing what I was really doing. And it turned out Easy. so well that I probably couldn't do it that well now with proper <laughs> tools. Um, and then uh, the, the ignition that was all mangled up in that, my mom helped me change that out. She, she showed me how to set points and everything because she, she rode Harleys and that and she... Um, my, my great uncle used to race motorcycles at Baja. And so um, my mom knows how to work on engines from helping him and working on her own bike. So she taught me how to, to um, set the point gap. And she actually showed me like um, carburetor size. She taught, We rebuilt the engine together. She showed me the port and the pipe, like the exhaust header. And she explained a lot of the restrictions in the bike. She talked about gearing ratio. This is all like in 1990, 91 that she was when we were going through all of the bike and that. And so um, I learned a whole bunch from her. I learned a lot from the book. And so then I got that bike running and it was a one horsepower model. So like it would just fly off the line and beat anyone off the line and then stop at like 19 miles per hour. That wall, super <laughs> so, <hard. laughs> Yeah, 
fun. I wrote it everywhere. I mean, it was like freedom because, you know, I was like 14, 15 when I, when, when I had that. And so, uh, that was my first one that was a real pedal moped. And then the, um, motorbat 50L, I, uh, could get it to fire in that and I was having a hard time getting it started and that's when I discovered that Motobicon have the cam with no woodruff key so I used a three jaw puller and was able to pop that off and then figured out the timing with that just kind of by moving the cam around and having a like a pencil in the um, cylinder head to figure out about mm-hmm. where it should be when it was top dead center and then just like took a rubber mallet and popped it on and got that running. And I had two running bikes then. Bam. In the game. Yeah. Dude, it's so crazy here about like, just like, cause you were around like when mopeds were all slow, like there weren't kitted bikes. Yeah. Yeah. No, like even, even when, so when like the moped army started to form and that like it was happenstance that it, it really, came up in Kalamazoo. Yeah. So, like, I didn't know any of those guys. They came up on me riding and that, and none of them really knew how to work on bikes. Some of them took their stuff to Homer, and he would do some stuff for them. But, um, yeah, they, they, they ran into me, and I knew how to do stuff. So they liked me for my knowledge and that, and some people were more genuine than others and so like I slowly started to get into helping people that didn't know how to do some of the basic stuff like carb cleaning or setting some points or you know little diagnosis stuff and that and and that's when the community started to build yeah back then if you wanted a faster bike you just chose a different brand like yep, oh the exactly. sax like the sax goes thirty eight mm-hmm. you know I'm gonna fly yeah, a sax yeah you got a sax with a D engine you're like oh my god this is amazing and then you know back then everyone and their brother had these Honda Hobbits that were like the PA fifty one so they're like oh those those bikes suck they go like seventeen twenty miles per hour I don't want one of those so like people you can give those things away <laughs> yeah. you know twenty years ago <laughs> I kind of remember like because. When I first got into mopeds, I was obsessed with the mode became because uh, people because it was purdy. No, because one of the ghost because mm-hmm. one of the ghost riders had it. Like uh, Peter. Oh yeah, that's Pryor, when they were really doing them up. McDaniel, I can't remember his last name. Peter, but Peter from the ghost. Peter Rider, McDaniel. Yeah, Peter McDaniel had the mode Peter became, McDaniel. and I was like, damn, this thing yep. is awesome. And then when he switched from mode became to Hobbit and was like yep. self-proclaimed like Hobbit, like and. Vent, what is the word I'm looking for, dude? Uh, he was just like the Hobbit preacher, just going around like evangelist. Do you really like want my words? Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't want your words. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but he was just going around, just like preaching the word of the Hobbit, dude. He had his blog, and I was just like, yo, the Hobbit is the truth, and I just like saw the progression, like from Hobbits, and like ever since then, like ten years ago, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's really when people started to understand some of the. Um, nuances with variated bikes like because it really did start with well some of the first performance parts coming over for the french bikes that's like when i started quarter kick up in 06 some of my first accounts for bringing parts into the u.s were ones in france 
CGN and Doppler and stuff like that. So those were some of the first ones we could get parts in, and people were loving it. Duplar. And, you know, what? The Duplar. Yeah, yeah. And and then and then we, you know, the poop stuff and the Minarelli stuff would come in sporadically. Like back then, uh, Angelo Massimano, who is still around now, but yeah, Angelo helped me find some from shit. him. For my, uh, uh, was it the Califone, the Ricardo Califone? He found, the Califone? Yeah, yeah, he helped me find all the Kickstart parts for that shit. When, uh, and then it got oh, sold awesome. and sold and sold and sold. But yeah, he hooked me up, dude. He's still around. Yeah, yeah. So, like, we would we would send stuff with them. Like, the first uh, performance part uh, order I ever did was in 99, and it was with 50 feet. Dot NL before they became dot EU, and I actually had to fax them a copy of my driver's license, my credit card, both sides, <laughs> and then like tell them what I wanted and hope that something showed up. And you faxed it to them? <laughs> yeah, I faxed it. I like faxed all this stuff to them, and then I actually talked to um, Marcel Decker. Um, he didn't speak English but his wife spoke French. So I spoke in French with her to get my order part, like all my orders down. And then my first parts I ever got performance parts wise was like a TCCD kit, a um, Kook Leavinci circuit and a 15 bang in 99. Dang, high boy <laughs> shit, <laughs> big boy kits. It's so funny hearing about people having like ship parts from some random person they got in touch with on the internet in Europe or something. I remember the scene yeah, yeah, well, just to get like, carbs and stuff. Yeah, yeah, this was like uh, mostly moped.org um, or moped2.org back then because the first one had gotten hacked or shut down or something like that. <laughs> so a lot of it was like there was some, some traffic that was coming in through Moped Army with some of the European stuff, but then there was also a lot more because it was like the older established moped community was on moped.org, but the young punks and everything that were new and like not listening to the older people <laughs> were on Moped Army. So like you had to you had to like kind of jump between the two to get a full story on where you should try to get your part. It's like the. Uh reddit moped army rivalry <laughs> are you still yeah. <laughs> are you still keeping up with your like uh parts ordering accounts because i know you had had you know quarter kit going for quite a while and that's sort of not exactly the same as it was i don't I, know if you're still keeping up yeah, with all your no, accounts and yeah and so now um it's gotten to the point that i don't really do much with the overseas accounts as far as full-on accounts with like Fellini or melosi or um, Doppler, CGN, or that. Um, I still have those accounts, but it's cost prohibitive for me to order a lot of stuff because you have to you have to have large orders to make it worth the shipping. Yeah, you have to order two. So now, I actually, I do. Yeah, so I do a lot more local orders as far as U.S. orders. So I do orders with Preets and Dose, and you know. And that's the same thing I ran into because I looked into buying, you know, like more stuff, but it's not cost effective because I don't have enough. I'm only selling locally. I don't sell online just to people in my neighborhood community. And for me, it's not worth buying two pallets of a kit 
to sit on that cost you know ten thousand dollars for two pallets of kits or whatever it is you know yeah yeah and i it got to a point when i was running quarter kick that i would have kits for like 12 different brands but then you've got people that want this specific kit for this brand so you then you're talking about between two to seven types of kits per brand and you know you're sitting on a lot of stock and you're trying to guess where trends are going like for a while i had a lot of motor behind stuff because peter mcdaniel had a a big you know zest for that and that drove a lot of people's builds in the community Mm -hmm. and then just like you were saying when when uh the Honda stuff started to slip. Yeah. All of a sudden, my my sales and my stock had to adjust to that. But I didn't. I couldn't just write off all the stuff sitting on the shelves. I still had it. So I run into you know, that gamble quite a really bit. Really hard to deal with that. Even well, on a sm- even on a small scale, I run into that gamble. Like for uh, a while, people were getting into Peugeots around Richmond, so I stocked up on Peugeot parts, small stuff. Yeah. You know, like gasket seals and uh, you know, just like little things. And the next thing you know, yeah, no Peugeots parts were ever bought from my shed. I stocked up on some Minarelli yeah, shit yeah. because Minarellis were kind of hot and a few people were buying yeah, them. So yeah. I bought a few kits and cranks and pipes and now I'm just sitting on the shit. So yeah, the risk yeah, and doing that on such a large scale is fucking taxing. Oh yeah, it is. It is. And, and it's hard to, to guesstimate what people are going to be into the next trend in that. And, yeah, it makes you appreciate um, treats and dose and all those parts vendors yep. out there so much more that they can take that risk yeah. and take on that inventory stock and store it somewhere, you know, so that so that the prices come out the door. Basically, this almost the same cost of if I were to order it per unit from somewhere else, you know, like there's they're making yep, their money exactly. on it, but it's still Just cheap less, enough. Yeah, it, and it's it's less hassle and it's a little more direct. Now, I, I still do get a lot of less common parts and kits like i'll get like risotto kits or different marini kits or different italian stuff pipes and stuff i'll still get that directly from italy like i or you know certain stuff from austria or germany because a lot of that stuff too when i was first getting into mopeds um i had to learn a lot of moped jargon in different languages before i would translate you know uh, yeah, because that. the words aren't and, the same thing as it is here in the U.S. Sometimes. Yeah, 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 the translators don't do a good job. So, like, you know, when you're you're in Germany, you know, Vergasser is your know, carburetor, Auspuff is your your exhaust. You know, when you get into Italian, it's Marmita is exhaust, Marte is speed. Yeah. So, if you're talking about a multi-speed engine, you're going to say, you know, Garelli Marse or you know. Um, all that stuff, so being is like uh, the electronics and Italian, so stuff like that. I still use those words that I learned to find rare stuff, and you know, like with that, like I've ridden the last two years for Baker's. I started off with a Motobicon EW50 engine, which is a Marini engine, but it has a horrible Motobicon crankshaft that doesn't have good oiling on the uh, big end. Yeah, you so showed me the that one day. Two years, yeah, so the past few, two years, I had issues with the big end Conrad um, seizing up, and last year, I scored uh, a Marini or Malaguti RB50 engine, which is the Italian Marini version, so it's got a Marini crankshaft and really nice boiling ports and everything. Completely different stud configuration, so it won't accept any of the cylinders from the EW, 
but it'll accept every cylinder from the KTM kid spikes and a whole bunch of other stuff like the, the T4s and the TAs and the G30s and that for other Marini stuff. So now I've got an engine that has a ton of options for performance and a much better crankshaft in that. And that was all just from looking around on, on like eBay, Italy and forums. Yeah. Will it still take the, like the, uh, water cooled kids dirt bike shit, like the Polini type stuff? Yeah, I've got, actually got a couple now of the water-cooled kits. I've got an Athena kit that's an air-cooled kit that's an, a 75cc, 48-millimeter um, piston. I prefer the, the air, air-cooled shit actually, just because it's less stuff to deal with, you know, less leaks you have to yeah, deal with. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, and it's, yeah, it's less, uh, it's less messy, you know, uh, mm. but the Athena kit, I actually couldn't find it anywhere else except for on Amazon. <laughs> that's crazy so it like it took it took six months for it to show up because the first time they said it was unavailable and it takes three months each time before they cancel Damn. and then they re-upped it and then finally it said shipped and when you get the notification that ships, that's when they bill you for it I got a weird but question it showed for up. you yeah have you ever gotten, I know you've got a bunch of crap in your shed, you know, some, not crap necessarily. <laughs> some of it is crap. Probably. You got a lot of stuff. You've got a shed? Yeah, it's a large uh, shed. Compound. Compound. Warehouse. Uh, stash spot. <laughs> Call it what you will. Regardless. I, I would like to know if you've ever gotten one of these through your shop. It's called a Vespino. It's a Vespa Vespino. I know what you're talking about, and I haven't I haven't gotten a Vespino through my shop. When I was in Barcelona in 2007, um, before I got mugged there, um, oh, Lord. <laughs> I uh, they're like crazy yeah, popular. Yeah, bloodied. I've got yeah, yeah. There, I saw a couple. I saw um, some Derby Starks there, and several Vespinos there. And uh, one of the bandits, um, Jason Wadowski. Um, he has a, I think he still has a Vespino with a kit and stuff that I don't even know if he ever did anything with it. Um, but yeah, they're, they're not common in the U S I've never owned one. They but, look um, very I interesting. Have, I have come across them. Yeah. Have you had a, have you ever got an opportunity to ride one? I haven't. Fuck man. I, I don't know much about them. I just kind of like fell across it one day and I was like, man, and I've heard friends talk about him before. Uh, Josh, one of our old club mates, he's, he's talked about him before. And like, yeah. I sort of looked into it. And I was like, damn, these things are sick, man. There it is. Yeah, I don't I, I thought that... It's like a derby, kind of. I thought that Dose had gotten some in the past, but I could be mistaken. I thought that they had, though. They might have gotten more into and they, they always get into weird, crazy bikes, man. Yeah, I'm going to try to get Dose to well, see yeah. if I can find me one, I think, once I get some money in my pocket. Dude, I remember when the Vespa well, game was dead too, dude. I remember when Mike Beer was buying. But this Vespas is a different like kind a, of Vespa. Nothing. Yeah, well, this is a weird bike. This is a weird one because yeah, it's almost yeah, this, not this, this, not, It doesn't really count as a normal Vespa. It's like very no one else scooter. is going to be looking for parts for it. Yeah, it's very <laughs> scooter like. And if you look at the engine, the way it's built, it looks like a shifty uh, style Vespa top end, like the way the, uh, yep. the, the engine's built and everything. But it's a very modern scooter below that, which is way ahead of its time back in the day. So it's almost like where yeah. all the modern scooters came from is this Vespino. Hmm. You know? It's, yeah. It's kind of a sick little piece of history. Yeah, single Yeah, they are. They're really cool. They, 
yeah, they're fun looking trains and everything. Like they're a nice looking bike, but yeah, they just never made it over here for the most part. Uh, if I remember, I'll throw a link to one of those bikes in the show notes so you guys can check it out. Hang on. I'm, I'm still tugging it. That thing is sweet, though. That's a fucking awesome little bike. Yeah, that's a nice looking bike. Um, so when did you actually start uh, Quarter Kick? Uh, Quarter Kick started in uh, 05, 06. I actually started up a separate company called Burke's Bike, but then a, a handful of people in Kalamazoo were trying to start up a, a shop too, and we decided to work together, and that's when Quarter Kick came together. But most of those people dissipated um, relatively quickly because, you know, it's, it's mopeds and yeah. different people have different um, engagement with it. Definitely. Dude, um, you want to tell some stories about just picking up old bikes and the hunt back in the day? Because you have a well, huge I mean, most, collection of mopeds. Yeah, yeah. And most of my bikes, I can actually tell you backstory on. Like, I, I know that there's, there's been, I got a couple of uh, Pintos, like, 18 years ago down in Fort Wayne. And they were from a couple that were um, married and they only had a couple miles difference on them. And they had this crazy, it looked like a torture device on the back, but it was like this folding cast iron baby seat that they had rigged up to it. And they would ride around with their kid on it and a belt wrapped around them. Mm. Um, So I've had a couple of different mopeds that have had baby carriers on them. (laughs) That was one of them. Um, I've, I've, uh, I went up to Northern Michigan in 02 and one of my, my like favorite bikes that I've got as far as aesthetics and, and the fact that it was like homegrown was a Peugeot TSA that I picked up from some guy in like Northern, Northern, uh, lower Michigan. So I wasn't quite to the bridge and it had come over from Canada and I picked it up for $200 and it like was like brand new. It, it had like, I think like 168 miles on it. That's um, so that's, that's a really cool bike. It's like unheard I've of. I've got a couple of Ramek, Ramek cadets, which are a Polish bike and neither one of them has over a hundred miles on them. They're a two speed, um, shifty, uh, but they have horrible, um, electronics like most, Polish or Czechoslovakian bikes. But in the past three years, um, you can actually get parts now, electrical parts for these Ramit Cadet bikes. They have a IT? R-O-M-E-T? E-T. E-T. R-O-M-E-T. They were uh, Ramit and Cadet was K-A-D-E-T, I think it was. Um, They're lime green. It was a matching pair. Yeah, they're neat bikes. They're sharp-looking bikes and that, but that I've never had one bike? of them running because of the electrical. Yeah, they're two-speed foot shift. Yeah, because it almost looks like the a lot of the Temoses they're being brought back over by uh, the guys up north by mm-hmm. Pete. Yeah, that thing's dope-looking. That's a really nice bike. That rear fender is really high. Yeah. <laughs> well, the picture we're looking at, yeah, the shocks are, like, real jacked up on it. Oh, Okay. 
Yeah, these ones just look like your your normal mopeds, and that they kind of um, design wise, they look similar to a solo Odyssey, as well as a real boxy tank, and that. Kind of like um, the old Pirelli of, sort of too, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep, that style of angular tank and that. Um, and next, on my on my pallet racking, I got a lot of my bikes on. Um, next to the Ronit Cadet is a pair of matched um, zoomed up type four four eight. That's a weird one. A, yeah. Yeah, it's it's like a it's actually like a Dymobi motorbike, so it's a belt driven. And it's got a single speed um, front pulley, and it came stock with a fifteen thing, and that thing would go like thirty six miles per hour, and and that's another one of the bikes that um, it's got a big orange plastic kid um, chair on it, and I got that from a couple <laughs> down in Ohio. That's so funny. This idea of riding a moped with your child in the back. Like in a in a in a child yeah. seat, <laughs> I would do it. Absolutely, yeah. in a heartbeat. I I don't know what I'd do it on a well, kid I mean, bike, people, but like a slow mo. Yeah, people do it on their bicycles, and as far as cars go, the hazards are the same with interacting with cars. Yeah. Um. So I mean, and it was different times. People weren't so protectionist. I'm going on so, a full chest strap, you know. So is that what happened to you? Your mom <laughs> yeah. was riding uh, her moped with you in the child seat and crashed. Well, her Harley. And... She rode Harleys. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The yeah. real thing, Thomas. The real thing. You feel the power underneath your legs when you're in your. Well, diaper. you know, you know, back back then, if you were riding your moped and your kid was in the back and something happened, you just made another baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh my. You picked him up, you dust him off, told him to stop crying. Yeah, TV wasn't that good. There's lots of marijuana around. Chad, I'm going to need time. your middle name now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> I mean, times have changed. That's true. Kids scuff their knee and they just like, they don't want to touch it anymore. Do you have yep, hand now sanitizer? Now you got to have them in bubble wrap. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Yeah, you know, the funny thing is, people have gotten the same way about their dogs, too. They don't kick them as much as they used to. Yeah, that's true. Leave them outside. Matthew. Now they kick them to the vet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Outdoor dog houses. Old school, country style. We had a country, we had a couple, uh, couple country dogs in, my, in Beaver Dam, my grandma's, and they just, like, uh-huh. they lived outside. No leash. Just Technically, in the, just they didn't in have the a yard. Yeah. There was a box out there for them to sleep in, you know? If they left, nobody mm-hmm. cared. They only they only ate leftovers of human food. There was no like dog food. <laughs> That's like yeah, they real figured old it out. school. Yeah. yeah, they just took the scraps off your plate that you didn't want to finish, and they took it out back for the dog. Ugh. Dog ate good. Never never ran away. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think Michael's being bad. <laughs> I hear him out there. <laughs> Dude, what were some of like your cra- of your dogs. craziest like stories? Just picking up bikes. You any any like really wild moments that stood out? Um, of picking up bikes. Um, well, I mean, uh, so in two thousand five, um, I came across a lot of Yankee peddlers with the Minerales on them, and at the time, um, Dave Brzezetsky was still part he was part owner of 77 back then he was like a partner of that 
and they were having some difficulties. And so I, I poured a line on 24 new old stock Yankee peddlers and for like under a thousand dollars down in like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and they were down in the middle of Illinois. So, but, um, at the time I was on different standing as far as trying to help, uh, with a friend that was experiencing difficulties being a partnership in a business that wasn't mm-hmm. going well. And so I agreed that I would, um, pick these bikes up and like give them to them, um, to help them out. So I went down to Southern Illinois with my Mazda B2300 and a trailer behind me and loaded 24 like Yankee peddlers in the bed of my truck and this long trailer, <laughs> a bunch of parts, like, thank God it was a manual. Not that I drive anything else, but when it comes <laughs> to trucks, but that thing, I, I was loaded down. It was, it took a lot longer to get home and that. And so a lot of the Yankee peddlers that are floating around that have disseminated from like Michigan that over the like last 10 years or so came from that lot that I picked up. And then there was a, there was a sister company to that storage place there that had some like Florida and that and another batch came from there. So that was, that was kind of a, a interesting, like, that's probably the, the most number of bikes I ever picked up at once. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, and, uh, and there's been times where, like, I was in Chicago, or not Chicago, um, I was in Ohio, and I was coming through, and this guy had a whole bunch of mopeds, and he offered them all to me, and there were, like, 14, and I just had my truck, and I I probably loaded, like, 10 or 11 in my truck somehow. And there were weird bikes. Like the, he had some Rosados. He had some, um, he had Motobicon romps, which are a, a normal Motobicon version and stuff. And like, I What's literally lost like four or five bikes. It's, it's like, it's like a regular 50 V except it's got different side panels. It's got a good kickstand. It's not a stamped steel kickstand. It's actually a rolled like metal, like, good kickstand yeah it looks a little, um, looks like a uh, we just put up a picture like it might be a little longer a little lower looking black. yeah yeah it, um it had slightly different like panels it had um different kickstands there's there different lights on it it had different tail light assembly um oh they had a they had a high comp head they had this chamber in the head that was, um, had a different compression, um, like, like a higher compression. Yeah. Than, yeah. Yeah. That weren't on, uh, the other Mobis. And it wasn't until I finally took one of those apart. They even discovered that, mm. but yeah, they were just a slightly like better. They had better parts than your normal motor time. Okay. Yeah. It's cool. Him. But in that instance, I left like four bikes back behind and I was like, I'll be back long and, I never went back for them. It was like <laughs> too much out of the way. What's the uh, furthest you traveled to pick up uh, mopeds? The furthest I've traveled to pick up a bike? Um, I mean, 
back in the day before like stuff was being brought over from other countries on, on the regular, I'd say the furthest I'd ever drove to get a bike was like, um, the outskirts of Boston to get a bike back in like, uh, that was 2004. I was at one of the kilohertz rally. Um, and I, I knew I was going to be going to that rally. So I actually, this guy had a really minty Gorelli super sport, like a, it's like, I think it's an 86. It's the black one that has the white and blue, um, decals on it. It's actually in my shop. It's up on top of one of the shelves and that. And so I went and picked that up from him. And then, um, he actually had a Cosmo Colt uh, 3A, which had the Marini M101 engine. So that was one of the first times I'd seen a dual variated Marini. And like and two or Colt. three years later, yeah. I got those that from him. Those things are sick because I, I still want to get one of those clutches for my Vespa off the Marini, the M101. Right, is the M101 or M101? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And try that out and see if that would actually work better than what I have as far as changing out springs. It has like a Tomo yeah, style so, spring in it, kind of. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So those, those, uh, those clutches, if you go onto eBay Italy and type in either Marini M101 or Marini RB50, you can find just that rear clutch, um, pulley assembly, just, and they sell them separate. Mm, nice. Like it's a complete unit. Didn't we try to Pennsylvania to get a Colt? Man, maybe. Yeah, I know, I know there's one. There was one that was in Richmond. I think Sean ended up with it for a little bit. Yeah, he yeah, had, that orange one. Uh, I thought it was just gray. Yeah, no, he, had, he, had, he a had a gray, gray one. one. Yeah. yeah, dude, that was a long trip, oh, okay. though, dude. Boston to Kalamazoo—that's twenty-six hours round trip. Yeah, but I mean, so so. My first ever uh, cross-country trip was for a moped rally, and that was in 2005 to go to uh, the Mosquito Fleet um, Seattle rally. And that, that was 38 hours of driving, and we drove in a like two-car convoy nonstop. So like we were literally on the road for like 38 hours. I don't yeah. like those rallies. <laughs> no, you're over it. <laughs> <laughs> we, we did Richmond to Denver one year, Thomas and I, with Jason. And oh, we, we had it easy, though. We flew out we, and just caught the ride back. Yeah, we, flew, still we oh. flew to Denver, and he, he towed our motorcycles. We didn't even bring mopeds. He towed our motorcycles, and then we rode back with them. And it was like 30 hours back and that was I, yeah. I didn't even do both ways and i was like this is not fun well it would have been better but it was like 17 people in a five passenger van <laughs> yeah man the oh, yeah. Sleep sits eight dude get out of here <laughs> and we stayed in yeah. the mountains and it was cold and windy uh you mean beautiful and epic <laughs> i got and sun fun. i got sunburned on my face because i was laying in the sun because i was so cold <laughs> you're pale as fuck what are you talking about <laughs> i know i got sunburned you know, I got her first thing in the morning harassed no, us rednecks no, it was, it was just in. because she was laying in the sun <laughs> <laughs> it was cold and windy <laughs> uh white people problems A little porcelain princess over here <laughs> Some of some of the most like beautiful moped riding I've done at a rally was at the um, 
uh, the Tom Cruiser's rally in 2009, Fistful of Throttle Sausage Fest. Um, <laughs> I've never heard of and this that was before. In, yeah, and that was in the Tortilla Flats National Park, and that was absolutely gorgeous. It was like you were in a whole other world. There was a point where I just rode down this like canyon for forever with like two other people, and there was just nothing around. Now, it, in the in, in the evening, it was cold as fuck. Like, it was freezing. It was in the desert. So, like, we had a small camping spot that the, all the moped people were at, and there was a fire, and we were all huddled as close to that fire as we could get. <laughs> and it was freezing. <laughs> yeah, that's... And, what... But that rally was actually in, like, on New Year's weekend. Oh, yeah, that's... Doesn't matter yeah. where you are, that's going to be chillier. Tom Cruise had a good logo too, man. That uh, that unicorn. But yeah, t- yeah, yeah. That's a fun one. Yeah, being they originally applied to be a moped army branch under um, the pedophiles. <laughs> it's like mo predators. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. I used to call those guys the mo pedophiles. <laughs> well, and and switch. Switch hand signals in 09 had a rally called the to, to, to catch a predator, and it was <laughs> the predator. It was the predator from the the alien movie, movie yeah, from yeah. from riding, and he was riding like a Vespa Grande. <laughs> I still have the shirt; it's hilarious. It was like a game. Was like a uh, should be like a game of tag. That should have been a ride. You had to catch him. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> put him on like some really gnarly yeah. shit, so he's hard to catch. Yeah, he's on a motorcycle, just ripping through the city. You gotta, ch- you gotta try to catch up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Find the gnome, dude. I love, a th- I love a good theme rally. That w- that could have, that could have really been something. It's so man. hard to pull off, though. <laughs> like to play a game like that. Fuck to play any game at a rally to like get people to understand what the rules are when they show up out of the gates. <laughs> You've got to like set it up so good beforehand. What would be something cool to chase at a rally? Anything. What was that? What, so what would be something cool to chase at a rally? The fastest bike. No, no, no. But that's you, not fun because it's fast. I'm saying you put someone <laughs> yeah. in the front of the ride, but they have to be dressed in a certain like outfit. So you like you're chasing like that. Maitland like, the whole time. in a crocodile outfit. <laughs> I, I really like the. Uh, I mean, are you, the are you guys coyote. like getting into cosplay now? Yes, cosplay chasing rally. What about like the wily coyote like, and the roadrunner? Like ooh. chase the roadrunner. So, so are we talking about planning a furry rally? Dude, I'm in. Where's the fucking buzzer when I need it? I don't got the right buttons, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Got six buttons, but only four of them are set up. It better be in the winter, because that would just be hot. Furry rally, <laughs> and, and then and then she, yeah, you you do it when it's colder for riding chatter. So it's riding chatter furry edition. Oh lord! <laughs> and then when we stop, everyone just gets into big orgy piles of furries and rubs against each other, and then we get back on our bikes and ride. Ask Dude. Justin if he wants to do that. Furry cuddle puddle would be epic. <laughs> furry campfire cuddle puddle that might cross Dangerous. the line. Everyone gets dosed with like shrooms or weed butter first, so you. No shit's gonna get weird. No. <laughs> you get some vegan acid chili. Uh. Oh. Vegan acid chili. <laughs> <laughs> 
feeling sick already. No, because then we'll have people well, jump really into the fire. Well, it's really good of you to think of the vegans. <laughs> <laughs> I always think of the vegans at my rallies, but I don't put acid in my stuff. Sorry. That's a lie. <laughs> well, that's good. To There's probably repercussions with that. <laughs> I don't do drugs. <laughs> I only dose other people. <laughs> She's lying. I've seen her do drugs. Long time ago. Long time ago. You drop a weed gummy in her lap? She's eating it. <laughs> Look like a normal gummy to me. Yeah, you look like a normal gummy. I, I thought had, it was a, a throat lozenge. I've never had mushroom chips. I don't eat mushrooms. They're gross. <laughs> Dude, so uh, when did you start um, doing the uh, building the gather? Oh. I started that back in 2000. Ah, we lost you. 2010, he said. 2010, yeah. So when so did you yeah, find- last? Sorry, go ahead. What? <laughs> Sorry, I was... Well, so last year was Build and Gather 10, but it actually wasn't the 10th year, just because you know how the first year is, it, it's not been a year, but that's one. You don't start at zero. So yeah. this year will technically be the 10-year mark, but um, 2019 was the 10th event, ah. just because you don't start at Build and Gather zero. Now, were you pissed when we <laughs> named our... <laughs> really? <laughs> or were you uh, says, genuinely uh, thought it was funny? He said, we named the rally. You mean when Thomas was yeah, drunk when- <laughs> in the middle of the night and decided to name his rally? <laughs> yeah, or did you think that imitation is, a, is the greatest form of flattery? Were you physically pissed about it? or I mean, You were nice to me about it. You were like, yeah, hey, basically, you know, you could be clever, more clever than that. <laughs> you know... People do what they do, and I'm pretty uh, easygoing, so I don't take much malice unless you give me a real issue, too. No, I mean, you're right. We changed it to something different. But I thought it was such a great name, mm-hmm. so I couldn't help myself. <laughs> and it's stuck. I don't know. It's worked out well. So thanks, Chad. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> you finally did something good for the moped community. You finally. Finally, <laughs> can finally get something back. Dude. Oh my Next year's Ride Chatter. It's going to be Ride Chatter, the building gather event. <laughs> <laughs> oh but yeah, the, the first building gather was actually called the Moped Community Building Gather, and it was nothing to do with CBBG or that. The second year, people in the community on the forums were like, well, let's, it's, it's not the community throwing it, it's you throwing it, and then someone threw out the um, that, that country bluegrass bar in New York, CBGB. And then they used my initials and put that into it and it became CBBG. <laughs> and so that's how the Chad Burke building gather came to be called like that. But I never originally initiated that, that name. But the first one was just like, I was sitting around and I was, I had actually gotten laid off from my one biotech job and I was thinking about going back to school and I was like, you know, I've got this warehouse space, it's winter, people aren't really getting together or hanging out or doing stuff. Maybe if I hosted an event, people could help each other with some builds or get to hang out and just bullshit where they're not having to get on their bike and ride. And so the first one I had like, I think like 50 or 60 people showed up for the first event and I had 
people fly in from Austin, Texas for the first one. And it was, I was really surprised at the, the people that showed up for an event that had never been thrown before. And there's been, you know, varying attendance. I think the most I've ever had was filled together. Three was like, <laughs> there were over 270 people here. Um, on average, I average around a hundred and probably between a hundred and a hundred and forty in the past several years wow. for attendance, which for a winter event is pretty damn good. And then it's also awesome every year to see different bikes that came through the shop and you know were built up and people that met each other through that. And now you've got people that are using skills that they actually learned here, like Tony. Cruz is doing like powder coating and sandblasting and stuff for his part of his livelihood. Some of those skill sets he learned here and then he got to help other people learn them here. And so it's, it's really cool seeing that stuff come about from an event that was just designed to help people work on their bikes and help each other learn. So that's, that's one of the things that keeps that going. Um, and every year I just try and, add more to it. Like I didn't have uh sandblasting or powder coating at the shop until like I wanna say two thousand fourteen. So it wasn't until four years into the event that I had that stuff um available in the shop for people. But yeah, it's 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 a really great um community building event. So I, I I'm gonna keep doing it as long as I've got the space to do so. How come you powder coat instead of just paint? What? How come powder coat versus paint? Like, why do you choose to do a lot of mostly powder coating in your shop versus like using a paint to paint things? Well, well, the with the powder coating, there's there's not the VOCs and that, so it's it's less toxic. There's less um, there's so there's not the fumes. It's it's actually pretty easy to do. And it's very durable. So, yeah, uh, that makes sense. I never I, thought about the I, fume side and the ventilation systems and all that stuff. You got to deal with. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, legally, I couldn't get a liability insurance um, in my space without building really large uh, fume hoods and that with uh, fans to, to pull stuff out. So, like with the powder coating, I can do that because that's not. It, it, it's a powder. It's, it's, it doesn't have the fumes from the, the aerosol or any of that. So that makes it more feasible for me for the business side of things. Gotcha. Yeah, I was curious about that. You want to kind of explain, like, typically what the building gathers like as an event? For those who don't know. Um, you show up with a bunch of broken mopeds and you roll out <laughs> with a bunch of mopeds you can sell for profit. <laughs> easy it's like magic it's a magical little door yeah. rolls in one side fucked up and out the other side whammo perfection <laughs> you know, every year there's different degrees of of builds and of like fuck ups and learning so you know you have people that make really awesome accidental mistakes that turn out being really cool with powder coating where they mix two colors or you know do something and it gives an unusual effect and that but uh basically people show up with either bikes 
or they just come to hang out and chat and maybe help people that brought bikes. And um, from there, uh, it fills up pretty quick. People start building engines. People start sandblasting parts and frames. And uh, they they just start um, building. And, uh, and then there's some people that didn't bring anything to build. And they're helping other people that they they might be really well versed in you know pooks or hobbits or you know that, and so they'll see someone struggling with a engine or trying to you know do something, and they'll be like, hey, look, I've done this before. Let me let me show you a better way to do that. And so people are transferring knowledge from one another in that. So you you get that type of stuff where people are mentoring inadvertently or on purpose and then you also have um people that are just here to see their friends that during the winter they just don't get to see so there's a large portion of people that are just here to hang out in that so there's a whole um like communal area that i set up and then i i set up a, a canopy outside with with sides on it and a a patio heater in that for the smokers so that it's a nice warm space and that, but yeah, it's, it's, it's just a lot of people helping one another and getting to hang out and getting to uh, catch up and getting to know a lot more about each other than a lot of times you get to do at a rally because you're not, you're not so parceled out or, you know, stop and go. You're, you're in the same space all weekend. And that, yeah, you're, not, and so, you're not like riding mopeds or anything like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So do you get any, You're all uh, in the same space. any brand new people that have never, don't have like any experience into it that just want to come in and either see how it's done or bring their first moped and oh, just yeah. get basic help with it? Yeah. Or is it, you know, I was going to say, yeah, um, I would figure it would be a lot of people that already knew each other, but I don't know what the ratio is for like new people, just kind of randomly first timers. Um, I'd say probably like it ranges between five and 15% for people that have never been to the event. Um, one of my favorite stories is like, um, so building together two, uh, these kids from state college, Pennsylvania showed up. They've got this like poop that looks like it's been sitting in the bottom of a lake for 20 years. <laughs> like Thomas every single <laughs> thing on it is just like completely locked up. Like the crankshaft was just an anchor that was like corroded and rusted and, they sit in this corner of the shop, like just mostly staring at the bike, <laughs> trying to figure it out. And if I like, look at it hard enough, it will unfuck itself. Yeah. And and you know, I during the event, I tend to be pretty busy because I'm helping multiple different stations and people. So I went over there and I, I helped them some, and then I'd like go up to someone else, like I might snag someone from the ghost riders at the time. And I'm like, Hey, you know, those kids over there, they could use a little help. And then they'd like get some help from someone else. And then they'd come to me and they're like, do you have this part? So like throughout the course of the weekend, they got like bearings and seals and a, a used poop crankshaft and stuff from me. And like by the end of the weekend, they had rebuilt a whole engine. They'd never done anything like that before. And like they were really enthused, and that is Travis tutorial. <laughs> so 
So the he, guy. that was his his first that that was his first ever event was coming to Kalamazoo and learning how to build an engine through this hodgepodge of people just coming over here and there. And up until he moved to Portland, he came to the building gather every year. Dude, so he crazy. pulled and a now moped he makes from some really bottom. great videos for people. Yeah, pulled a moped from the bottom of the lake, learned how to build it, and then continued on. Mm-hmm. That's pretty rare. Yeah, so so that's a, that, that, those were people that no one knew who they were. They were just these kids, college kids that came in from Pennsylvania and just kind of sat in the corner and tried to figure stuff out. And they were a little skittish and a little shy. And like we slowly like helped them. And and there's there's stuff like that every year where we get people. I've had father son people show up that are just here to learn, and they build a bike, and then they leave, and I never see them again. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's a good mix of people. It's, uh, you know, people from the community that you see at events all over. It's people that are local that you, that might just come in to spectate and watch. And then there's people that come that are fresh to the community or just fresh to the hobby and they're here to learn and figure stuff out. And, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's just a really neat, fun, uh, event. That's awesome. You plan on just keeping it going, dude. Hell Have yeah. you been, Jason? Like it says, I like it can. man. Like no, I, I really like to go. I think for us, it always ends up either someone dies or like we end up moving or some crazy shit. To I know work. we tried to plan it one year where we all three of us yeah. were going to go, and something happened, and we ended up not going. Yeah, because yeah, I was going to take the camper up and just camp out in the parking lot for a couple of days. You we're know? gonna we're gonna make it to yeah. one of them, dude. Believe it. One of them. <laughs> we've, we've been to Kalamazoo. We've been to your shop, so at least yes. we made it to Kalamazoo. What, I, what I ought to do is bring my yeah, yeah, you, bring my trailer up with all these right, parts I you, have you, and you, sell it to these people and make some money off it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we can't. Hey, if that's what it takes to get you up here, the shipping will be faster. <laughs> <laughs> we came up. We saw his fucking horde of bikes. Oh my fucking, goodness! The, po- it was the police crazy. maxi or whatever it is. I pooped like, in the bathroom. It was nice. It was, <laughs> it was toilet paper and soap and water and everything. It was dude, that shop is legit. Saw the little back room with the couches and the video games and television. Like the executive it, maxi. Oh yeah, the lounge. And like tonight's you guys uh, <laughs> yeah. your movie night, right? Like how's your how's your scene going? How's the how's uh, the KMR? Oh, it's solid. Um, we, 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 you know, it's like any group, you have contrition, you have people that move away in that, um, and you have new people that come in and, and, you know, on average, I'd say we, we run about 10 solid, you know, we, sometimes it's like 15, sometimes it's a little less, but throughout the winter, um, since we can't ride, uh, since I built the, the room, a couple of years ago, we just, uh, we meet at the shop every Sunday and then we do a potluck and we do movie night and it gives people a place where they know that they're going to get a meal every Sunday mm-hmm. and that they can just come and chill and hang out and still associate with everyone. And there's people in our group that, um, wouldn't necessarily interact if it wasn't for a reason to come down to the shop. Like, you come here to ride mopeds during the summer, but some of the same people that are really tight in the group, if they didn't have a reason to come down and hang out, we probably wouldn't see them until the summer again, you know, or the spring. So this, this gives everyone a reason to just be able to come down, hang out 
and you know kill but but still be there for each other and be part of each other's lives hell yeah that's kind of why i do the podcast i have friends <laughs> yeah. three a, friends get a trick, yeah, get I, a trick thomas Asher to come in over every week <laughs> that, that, yeah that's what i've read in most of the uh reviews I'm missing The Walking Dead for this. We are. Oh, it's back? <laughs> it's Sorry. back. I don't know. Third episode. Ooh, God. Fourth episode, something. I'm behind, I guess. <laughs> that thing's still going? Yeah. It is. It's the fucking, it's like a zombie zit- sitcom. Yeah, first season was fire. I don't know what's happened since then, dude. It's been we downhill. Can't, we can't stop. You we can't, can't give up now? We can't say that it, like, this season's pretty good so far. It's weird, but. See, I stopped, I stopped watching when they were at that jail. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's that like weird. in the third season or something like that. Yeah. Well, the other thing is they kind of keep you going because they've got these other spinoffs, and you're trying to like see how the two connect. Yeah. So they've got like Fear okay. the Walking Dead, and then there's now some other spinoff to it, and like some of the characters that have left have ended up in these other places that the same oh, pandemic is happening. And you should get to see their side okay. of the story of okay. it. Yeah, I've and then you're like you're trying to figure out the ingle mingling of these three stories. That happened. Yeah. Okay. Every time I'm trying to figure so some like shit the, out. The, so it's like Breaking Bad and the <laughs> Saul, like the spinoff yeah. of the Saul exactly. and that. Yeah. yeah. I really like Better Call Saul. I thought the the new episode was fucking brilliantly filmed. I never he watched binge it. watched the last <laughs> that was my, like, season. Least favorite character of the whole show. Is I'm not watching his show. He binge watched the last season without <laughs> me. He doesn't binge watch anything. I thought it was filmed I mean, really well. It was kind of like a, a, it, it wasn't great at first, and then I kind of understood. The way it was filmed was completely on purpose. Like, oh, this is really good. Uh, I don't believe you. It was good, man. I liked it. He binge watched something by himself. That is not who he is. I binge watched porn by myself. I don't know about that. Tab after tab after tab. (laughs) Swipe. Nugget. I mean. Damn ass, We're not Richie. bringing it back, dude. <laughs> Nugget porn, babysitter porn, rape porn. What's next? What are you talking about? Talking about all this uh, he's actually about get with moped it. Moped porn. <laughs> moped porn. Yo, 1977. Shut <laughs> That thing was raunchy, boy. I did not see it. Yep. It's like, how are you going to no. do that to a, well, to a mean, man when it's limited? on a site. When it's hosted on a site called Public Disgrace. Yeah. Not the LTD. No. <laughs> the whole time she's getting fucked, you're like trying to read the like the, the bad Jason. number. Like, what number is it? Is, is it what, what bike is it? That, that yeah, it, it wasn't until it wasn't I saw that that I knew how you're... I didn't know that that's how you're supposed to uh, revitalize vinyl. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh. Shepard with the jokes. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna hear about this one. Yeah, someone's gonna be mad. Whatever. I knew when we started this episode. I mean, we didn't mention any specific uh, companies or that. So yeah, I mean, really? we're just fucking general moped porn here. I mean, <laughs> that's what I make. That's what I do on my own, dude. I got home videos. They go fire. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean. my gosh! What is wrong? I guess that, that that video is probably no less disgraceful than this podcast. Hey, girl, it's time to upjet. Well, it's probably less known nowadays. Oh, my There's goodness. something stuck in your pipe. Yo, baby, pull the choke. <laughs> <laughs> 
Your spark plug's a little wet. Oh my gosh, he thinks it's so funny. I think I need a new dart. Where's the cricket one? There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all so bad. They're all so bad. You should see him. He's so pleased with himself. I'm geeking out, dude. I'm having fun, man. I'm just having fun, buddy. I love it. Dude, um... Chad, we're going to hit some of the questions we got from the internet, and then we're going to wrap this thing Okay, up, yeah, dude. yeah. <sighs> do, we start, do we start with Lydia's questions? Re- reset. <sighs> no. No drama. <laughs> that just caused uh, drama. What was that? <laughs> Nothing. Dude, what are you talking about? Nothing. Um, uh, I don't even remember who wrote this one, because I didn't put their name in, because I... I don't care about all the names. So it says, this question says, Hey, Chad, what's the best most ped purchase story or the best find you've ever found out in the wild? Yeah, what's the best bike you found out there? And so I, I saw that, that question, and that's what I was responding to earlier when I was talking that about that Peugeot TSA finding that in the wild up north. That was the number one. Being such a rare bike and a beautiful bike and a well-preserved bike. Have you found more than one TSM? A. Or TSA. I don't have any TSMs. I've got TSA. How many rare bikes so do you I've have? So I've only got the one TSA. What? How many rare bikes do you have? They're all rare. <laughs> I bet he does have a bunch of rare no, bikes. They're not, they're not all rare, but I mean... I'm going to laugh if he says the rarest bike know, he has 15, like a kinetic. 15 or 20. Most of the bikes that Chad has mentioned today, I have never heard of. So... Like a, my my Barini my Barini Super Sport F seventy one. If that's a way to gauge something, if Ashley's never like, heard of it, <laughs> that's the best way to gauge it. It's rare she's never heard of it. <laughs> well, it's 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 a so it's a Dutch it's a Dutch moped with a Pluvia engine. It's a three speed handshift. It looks like a Cadillac. It's got thin lines and like a wide seat. It's a top tank. Uh, the emblem is this like bird, and its uh, its wings are stretched back. Um, but it's Barini. It's B E R I N I. We're not looking it up. And it's a Barini super. <laughs> Someone wants to look well, it up. Thank you, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I've got I've got up in the front of my shop. I've got like a little cage, and so all my bikes from like the. 50s and 60s and that are up there i've got a lot of like less common bikes like some are not that uncommon but i've got like a 1962 Peugeot 104 which has the really like angular swooping fenders and stuff um i've got a couple of like av88s i've got an av42 um i've got uh that barini super sport i've got a couple of poop compact uh I've got a Pook uh, Cheyenne, which they actually use leather to hold leather straps to hold the gas tank on. It's a three-speed bondage bike. Good for the privates. And, uh, <laughs> and then I've got Come a on. Thomas Grand Prix up there. Crickets. Um, <laughs> I've got a bunch of a bunch of less common bikes up there. I've got a, a Hercules, nineteen fifty-eight Hercules, Hercules uh, mile. I've got uh, my Czechoslovakian, like you know, Yava um, Pioneer, which is a uh, fifty-eight. Um, I've got you know those those Zundop Type four four eight that I talked about earlier, and the Ramek Cadet. 
Um, you know, I've, I've, I've got a lot of weird um, or less common bikes. Don't stop now. We're almost asleep. A lot of more common <laughs> ones. What? The, don't stop now. We're almost asleep. Just like rock you to sleep. <laughs> you can, you can fucking bikes. talk on that, but lo- that's the worst. Lullaby, I think that question was a trap. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the horde, dude. How many bikes are in your garage right now? Or in the compound? In the compound? In your shed. I don't know. I don't. It's, it's somewhere it's between 150 and 200 and something. I don't keep track. Do you even like sell? Do you, do you sell the bikes off now? Or are you still just like slowly letting them go? Or yeah, I fix them up and sell them. I use a lot of bikes. A lot of my bikes over the years, I've actually parted out to keep other people's bikes on the road. So I've got the whole top shelf, the third um, story of my pallet racking, is all bikes that I've parted out to like either get parts for someone else's engine or, you know, wheels or controls or frames or gas tanks or that. So probably a third of the bikes I have now are no longer complete bikes because I, I parted them out. RIP bikes. Ashley, you want to hit him with the next yeah. question? Oh, who is this? Spread love 86 wants to know, yo, Chad, is your bike winterized? Or do you have it riding ready? How did you get into collecting PEDs? Well, we kind of answered the latter well, half of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that, that I, I, I did get. But, um, so I use Amsoil Saber, and that already has a stabilizer in the gas. Didn't know that. So yeah, all the you bikes know. that I had, yeah, they've got Saber in them, so they already, already have a, a treatment and the fuel for the winter. So I just okay. start them up and go in the spring. That's right. I just got a fresh bottle from Amazon.com. Ooh. <laughs> Next day shipping Prime to your doorstep. Oh, they sold, they sold Saber on, on Prime? Yep, Prime. Next day. Yep. Now they didn't for a while. Charging for it? Oh, I don't remember. Who knows? Yeah, they didn't for a while, but they are now. I, I got an account with them because I buy their wool for work now. But yeah. It doesn't save that much. And money. it's a pyramid scheme. So. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> It doesn't save any money, but it, like they don't charge you as much in shipping, you know. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Shipping? Luckily, there's an auto parts store in town that carries Saber, so I just did it from them. Yeah, they're like shipping would have been 145 dollars, but because you're an exclusive customer, you get it for five dollars. Like, oh, that's what it should have been anyway, you assholes. Bam! Hit him, boy. Slim Jim. All right, boy. Slim Jim 11X. His question is. Uh, uh, ask his. Ask him. Yeah, you can skip that part. Uh, he sees you're riding racing gear, and you're wearing, uh, you're wearing some racing gear in the clothing. We uh picture we posted of you earlier today with your little race bike. Yeah. Um, he wants to know: Do you think there could ever be like a weekly or bi-weekly moped racing series? I would definitely Absolutely say not. no. Yeah, not in the states. I think they've got some shit overseas that, it, but I don't even know if they're doing it that frequent, like the Molossi yeah, that's, series. That's, no, they're that's not doing it that frequently. And I mean. And it's seasonal. First off, the community is not that organized. <laughs> so, yeah, it turns out and we're racing not that takes localized. Money. Correct. We're not that yeah. localized. Dude, yeah. yeah we're not if localized. We're not organized. City. And then there's all the money that comes into, like, liability insurance. If you're doing stuff like that, you actually have to, like, have it legit. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't, I don't foresee that ever really being a thing that has that type of frequency. 
I'm glad to see that we've gotten some places across the U.S. that have racing again now because, like, back in 2002 when we started to do it, it was on goat kart tracks and stuff like that, and it was fun. But we ran into some of the same issues that we see and races and that now, which is, like, you know, accidents and, you know, people selling the, the, the land or the track that they're using. And so I, I don't think that it'll ever get to be that consistent. Yeah, uh, so this isn't so much of a question and more of a comment. Uh, David Jr. from the Rebel Risers said <laughs> that he's going to submit you for an episode of Hoarders and that it's not a healthy thing to, to be squirreling away that many bikes. But I kind of disagree with that. Well, well, most what's unhealthy people, about well, it? it, it? It'd be one thing if they were all together, but my bikes, they, they're like donors. I'm like a moped hospital, but not that <laughs> shitty of a company. <laughs> yeah, like and, a... Uh, but let uh, me clarify. Do you, David Jr. is Richie. Nah, fuck that. You David now, uh, sucker. That's what I call... It. I, do you know how I use people's middle name? Well, I just call him David yeah. Jr. <laughs> uh, you're not going to sound talking to group chat anymore about to change that name, son. Whoa. <laughs> I love it. I love calling him David Jr. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, someone asked you you had Corona. That's whack. He's live. He's still here. He's good. Who is that guy? Who is that? And, I don't know. Sleepy Dogs. But I don't know if that's our Sleepy Dogs or some other Sleepy Dog. I didn't look at his profile to find out. There's but uh, Lou okay. and Tyler both asked the same question. And it's uh, if you can keep if you can keep one moped in your shop out of all the bikes you have, which bike would it be? I don't like to play favorites. <laughs> like right, like different right. bikes have different. We'll give you five. Uh, dude. Different bikes have different 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 uses. Like so, I keep buying the greenie because I put like forty five thousand miles on that bike since I built it in 2010. So, like, that's a really iconic and good bike I've ridden all over the country. Um, I still have my Hercules P1, which was the first pedal moped that I ever had that my mom helped me build the engine on. And with all stock parts, I got that to the point where it does, like, 38. Um, my red and white bike that I currently have, the uh, it's a Casal frame, but it's uh, got the... Malaguti RV50 engine on it, and I've ridden that for the last two Baker's dozen. That's one I definitely hang on to. Um, my Malaguti dribbling with the Marini M101, I got that from Dose about four years ago. Um, that's a really good bike. Um, gosh. He'd just be like, if I could uh, keep any bike, I would, I would, guess I would keep my Schwinn. Fuck <laughs> 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 the rest of them. Dude, um, <laughs> And I've got, like, a poop that I got really early on. Um, you know, it, it'd be more associated with bikes that I either rode a lot a seminal or ride. that, yeah, yeah, exactly. Understandable. Uh, our homie Moped Rich, which is also Lou, asked one of the last questions. Uh, what's the minimum offer you would accept for your collection of mopeds and parts? <laughs> Wait, yeah. what was that? What's the minimum offer you would accept for your full collection, the full hoard? And it doesn't have to be monetary. It could be anything you can imagine. Hand job's not enough. 
Well, I already get those for parts. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I, that's something I've never really thought about. Uh, I mean, I don't even currently have a will, so what you know, no one, cashed no out, one gets dude? it. What, what would he do if um, he cashed out the game? Well, your husband would get it if, if you died, right? Well, I, I wouldn't. Why would I cash out? Like, I enjoy this too much. It's like it's when people fantasy. come to me and ask me. In an in in imperfect well, world, in this shit fantasy. is a fan. Yeah. That's not a fantasy. That's, right? a, that's a nightmare. That's a nightmare. nightmare. <laughs> fantasy for like, others. We asked him what one bike, and he's like, I can't tell you what one bike. I'm going to yeah. give you this list. Why are you so resistant bikes? to this interview? <laughs> Is this this my fantasy or someone else's fantasy? Yeah, I'm saying somebody else's fantasy. (laughs) We've got a plan together. First, we're going to kill you. Well, the Wandering Pacer is asking if you would donate a bunch of Marini stuff. We already know the answer to that, dude. You're not getting any parts, dude. Fuck off. Uh, <laughs> Mark from the Graveyard Shifters asks if you were stranded in a desert with one moped, what would it be? He can't decide. Like he's not <laughs> stranded anywhere without like at least ten. Well, mopeds I've already with been them. stranded. Well, I've already been stranded in the desert with one moped, and it was my Baker's dozen bike. <laughs> I was in the Mojave Desert. What's your favorite uh, long ride candy? Like, what's your what's your candy of choice to throw in your pocket on a long ride? Um, <laughs> like a long ride, like just something to have on hand. Yeah, like you're in a you're you're going for a ride or at a rally, and you got something like you know to just pocket snack. Yeah, pocket snack or candy or you know something you just throw in your pocket. Oh uh, well, in a rally, it's usually going to be like a Starbucks double shot, just to like <laughs> at a stop, just to get some extra caffeine because I was up until three and then woke up at five. Yeah, that's what happens when you do those 25-hour drives. <laughs> well, yeah, you know. Caffeine double shot. Getting <laughs> wild as a motherfucker. Dude, and, uh... Oh, dude. Right, well, like- I don't drink and drive until the evening. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, our homie Mike Boyd sends you a shout out just saying thank you for uh, letting him ride your, uh, that sport Laguna at the Kalamazoo rally like back in the day. It was like... Oh yeah, that it was, was like, like in 2003 or four, I think, or maybe it was 2006. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think it was 2006 a bunch of the creatures came in yeah. to Kalamazoo. <laughs> that was Mike Boyd's second rally, so... He's like, you know... This is going to show for anyone who thinks like Mike Boyd's like, you know, an old head, serious dude, it's like... His second rally, he's borrowing bikes from Chad. <laughs> and then leaving that, it at Andy's house went, for you to pick up later. Then he left yeah. it at Andy's yeah, house. Yeah, well, that, 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 that Laguna had a horribly rusty tank, so the car got plugged up. And at that rally, I got 36 of my bikes um, ready for, for loaners God. for that rally. You're crazy. Yes. <laughs> All right, everyone else has to so, step the fuck up now. No, no, that's just overkill. We struggled struggle to get five. No, he's trying to be like people. Bike. No, Chad's trying to be like the wheels of time, dude. Every year is his birthday, firing up everything in the fucking garage. Jason on, what was it, Friday night, Jason was like, um, do you have a loaner for my like future in-laws to ride? And I was like, uh, I'll clean the car on this bike real fast. And then, like, apparently, it didn't... 
It started and it, it ran. It starts, it, it runs, it just yeah. like you can't give it full throttle. You gotta like back off and that's like too finicky oh, for yeah, someone who doesn't like know mopeds. Yeah. Did you put a new plug yeah. in it? No, I cleaned the car, but it's probably just a tuning issue because yeah. I haven't ridden it since apparently 2018. Fired right up, quarter kick. Yeah, because I- <laughs> quarter kick. <laughs> <laughs> I cleaned the car like that's the five minutes of moped work I did this weekend I like was it. yeah I cleaned the car real fast and started we, it up. we all know you can't throw a non-moped person on a bike that has any Anything, nuance yeah, any like, yeah. to it all right listen I'm gonna it's need you to like, like <laughs> twist the throttle full and then back on yeah. three centimeters and then 30 seconds like, when you get to go full down when you feel down. the sweet spot <laughs> When you get to the sweet spot, then just leave it there. And they're like, what the hell is a sweet spot? Yeah. You're like, you'll know. <laughs> I need to take your right foot, slightly cover the exhaust. My favorite is trying to explain the starter clutch to people. They're like, so you don't use, you only like hold this. And then they try and fire it up and just stay on the clutch. I'm like, yeah. yo, you got to fucking let off. And then like the bike doesn't start. I'm like. Yeah, you're killing it. Or you're, <laughs> yeah, or you're trying to explain a decomp to someone, and you're like, no, you hold that to get it to turn over, but then you're supposed to let go. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Dude, mopeds are funny, man. They're great bikes. Yeah, like, dude, they're, they're quirky. Last kind of th- topic, because we didn't really get into it, but uh, how many Baker's Dozens have you done now, or pinballs? Were you on the first pinball? I don't even remember. Uh, no, I, I did uh, Pinball 3, which from, was from Minneapolis to New Orleans. And then I've done both. Uh, I, well, I did uh, Baker's Dozen, um, the second half from Austin, Texas to L.A. And then uh, last year I did from Detroit to Boston. And then if the world doesn't end, I'll end up doing this year's Baker's Dozen. So, so we'll see you. you. So, yeah, VA, yeah. VA to Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah, so I've got I've got the time off, so um, yeah, I should be I should be able to do that one. So I'm looking forward to that one, and I'm trying to encourage some other people that are out there that are thinking about doing it. If they're not sure they can do it on their own, like I I help other people on these trips because for me it's about everyone getting to the end. It's not about necessarily winning. Yeah, winning's fun, but I, I it's also fun keep- to have everyone on the road. I think that they keep riding through Richmond or like starting in, in you know in this area because they've done it a couple of times where they've been through here trying to lure the Richmond riders into the trap <laughs> of sitting on a moped yeah. for hours and hours and hours but they forget we're so laid back that, yeah, and we're, we're so tri- lazy not trick us here <laughs> <not kidding. laughs> I've had a couple of friends be like man we should do it I'm like dude are you fucking out of your mind my back my wrist, my ankle, my like, neck, my back, my yeah. wrist, and my ankle. All that shit. Ah! I flare all up, dude. Yeah, not having it. Most swole he's been all week. Why you build a bike for it? Yeah, I need a fucking welder recliner to it. It's not gonna work, bro. Welder recliner. Ashley just died. Oh it's difficult, man. I mean. I mean you could be the first recliner pad. Ooh. Mm, <laughs> just ride the, yeah, build a tripod. Just put the jet ski on the moped. You're good. Yeah, you won't catch me, dude. I'm I need like a Tesla autopilot so I can like nap. I get so fucking, I get tired, man. What are you doing? I got a fucking oh, yeah, TV screen days. set up. Fucking watching full there, movies. There were days with the pinball three where I rode for 13, 14 hours nonstop. 
Yeah, no, that doesn't sound like fun. <sighs> yeah. Well, that's fun. an endurance fight. <laughs> yeah, endurance. But the thing is, you see, so, you see so much along the way, though. There's you're, trees you're in places that you'll trees. never be. Lots of trees. All the dead armadillos. Oh, that's <laughs> sad. That's sad. Now there's the roadkill, just like, you know, raccoons and possums and everything else. It's just, they're, the, it for the, the road they're kill. just localized to that area. Uh, so that's really your highlight is the roadkill? No, no. I mean, I've had some You're amazing. Not it to me. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, there were crazy, crazy like bridges in the middle of nowhere where like it was super late, but the full moon's over it, and you've got a shadow of you and your bike, and you're just riding along, and the air's really crisp. There's a little bit of fog floating over the bridge. No one else is around. I mean, there's that tons of like terrifying. really awesome. <laughs> terrifying I, I mean to, i had to give up driving to new orleans one year because we crossed a bridge and it was foggy oh yeah 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 i've had a couple of people that have gone to new orleans with us that um we've had to put in the back seat when we got to the bridge because yeah. they didn't realize that that was <laughs> yeah so I, I i feel you there but um no there's there's just some really amazing rides uh and on, on Baker's Dozen from Austin to uh, L.A., like, one night in uh, Big, Big Springs, Texas, like, there was this crazy thunderstorm that, like, was blowing our tents over, and we're laughing and drinking, and, like, the, the tents are, like, on their sides almost, and there's rain pouring, and, you know, it's just a fun experience with friends, and then there was... <laughs> There were there were times where like I was running out of gas and I was in the Mojave Desert and I could see that there was a gas station six miles away in a sign and I'm flushing my tank back and forth to get there and, and there's just a lot of different experiences that you end up in that you won't end up in at a rally or on a normal ride exactly because you're completely out of your element you're out of your element you don't have your normal safety lines. Um, you won't there was be another eaten time by in the desert rally. that my, yeah, yeah, I literally <laughs> had a coyote come out on me on one part of the, um, ride that I pulled over next to this bombed out house and I was going through this Canyon for like 80 miles and there was no cell phone reception and it dead ended into a road that was crumbling and the only way I could take was left. And they had, like, there's just a really, there's a ton of really cool, like, fun, weird, challenging stories like that. Like, one one point on that road, I had a ton of horny toad lizards just scattering across the road as I was driving. Like, just weird. <laughs> just dodging? I had a roadrunner, I had a roadrunner run past me at one point in Arizona. Like, just stuff that doesn't normally happen. Yeah, they're a lot smaller than you think they are. Yeah, yeah, they, it didn't go PV. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> they don't kick up dust. Yeah, I, I was waiting for that. And there was no coyote chasing it. Oh. You should so have dressed weird. like a coyote. You could have been the man. <laughs> Back to that fur alley. <laughs> oh Sick, Chad. Well, thank you for coming on the show and hanging out with us, man. Like, you know. No you, problem. You know, you skip I'm, movie I mean, it's night. always good to talk to you guys. Yeah, and we'll see you again because we fucking see you everywhere, so. 
how do uh, how, how does anybody else find you on uh, the interwebs? Or do you not? Um, they find that? me through. Yeah, people people can. Well, you if you just look up Chad Burke, you can find my phone number, my address. You oh can my. find my shop. <laughs> like everything, I'm not very hidden. Um, but people come across me from referrals from other people on forums. There's people that don't know about me, and then someone's like, you should ask Chad Burke about that, or he might have this part, or he might have an answer. So people, it just, it's word of mouth, it's uh, forums, it's Facebook pages, it's community. Like, it's, people get a hold of me from all different venues. So just Google Chad Burke. Yep. Chad Burke Mopeds. <laughs> You'll see a bunch of of weird pictures from the decades of me, too, if you go into the image section. We're Jason's, Googling it now. Jason's going to Google you right now. <laughs> we Google Chad Burke Moped. Chad Burke mm. Hell Satan's Moped Army. That's the first thing that pops up. Yeah, there's a wiki section, okay. quarter kick. Yeah, that's pretty easy, guys. Yeah. Dang, look yeah, at this picture of Chad. It's not difficult to come across. Uh, there's a picture of you as Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, and you can you can always email me at chat at quarterkick dot com too. So there's that as well. This, what do you what do you say? This, what are you finding? The, the first page we found was a Napoleon Dynamite meme of you, but it's not you. It's fucking Napoleon Dynamite. It's just go to the rally, get in line to talk to Chad. Oh, like uh, KV made that. <laughs> It's pretty good. Like I said, there's a lot of funny stuff out there, and it's readily available. Is this Chad Burke at a Hell Satan rally? Why does it link him to Hell Satan's? Um, His branch is Hell Satan. He's honorary, dude. Oh, you're an honorary Hell Satan? You should be the captain. Thanks for remembering. (laughs) Google told us. (laughs) I wasn't sure that... I'm going to refrain from that last statement. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to back that up. I've been in a lot of different groups, so... Can we become Moped Official by making you honorary? Yes! What? (laughs) We're retired. Yeah, but if we have an honorary official member, maybe then... No. Uh, I'm no more official than anyone else. I I don't even have voting rights. (laughs) Oh, me neither. Yeah, Yeah, we don't either. I do. Uh, You guys are all lame. (laughs) (laughs) I'm better than you. Turns out... I'm I'm better better than than you! you. (laughs) We want it so bad! (laughs) Yes, God, over I here. I'm better than all of you. Okay. <laughs> I want to vote. <laughs> no, really. no, it doesn't matter. All right, right, dude. Here. Chad, we're out of here, dude. Thanks for hanging out with us, dude. Uh, have fun. Hold down your scene. You guys keep doing your uh, Moped Sunday potlucks. And, you know. We'll see you at the Riding Chatter. Later, bro. Excellent. Sounds good. Bye. 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 Damn. We did it. I always Episode. like talking to Chad. Yeah. He's fun. That's fun. See him all the time. He always comes to the rally with uh, oil and other things you want to buy. <laughs> so, you know, Thomas's new move. I bought one of my first uh, performance clutches from Chad in Baltimore. I still have it. For what bike? For, it was from my Polini Maxi, and it's a... Uh, I forget what the clutch, what's different about it, but it's a two-shoe stock pook thing with a... Oh, it's a... Benelli clutch on a two shoe maxi. Oh yeah. Thing I forgot to ask him about that. Yeah, I don't even know what that means. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I still have it, it's, and it still works. Hell yeah. Well, we did it. Thank you guys for listening to the episode. Um, for those who won the raffle last week, I'm off work tomorrow. 
So I'm going to make some uh, rally uh, raffle packs for the second and third place winners. Uh, I'm going to get you guys in touch with Ryan Go. For, for all your, you haters. Uh, information. <laughs> for all you haters out there. <laughs> what does that mean? Keep hating. What's that one rap song? For my haters, I say fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. No, I don't say that. I don't know, that's a, that's I don't know that song. That's yeah. a great song. I'm going to oh. play it for you. That's not how I feel about it. Please. <laughs> um, but Jason's right. Sometimes people bitch at us about like things we do and do not get into. But at the same time, like this is supposed to be a fun show, and we yeah. don't necessarily want to get completely into all of the drama because yeah. it's very. I try, try real hard to keep myself out of that. <laughs> yeah, it can. It, it's a it's a slippery slope. The next thing you know, you're on one side or the other. When we don't want to be on either side and necessarily. Not, you know, not everybody has to get along. Some people don't like each other. But yeah, that's fine. And that's all right. So, um, so if you didn't hear what you wanted to hear. Yeah. You know. Last thing I was talking about. You gotta understand. We got a show to still run. Still love you. Yeah, we, had yeah, we still love you, but we got a show to run. So like, <laughs> shit must go on. Uh, right before the Chad called, I was gonna tell you guys about the jacket that we did last week, and I'm getting samples in the mail. They were supposed to be here Friday, but they got back ordered, and they should be here tomorrow. But now I don't go to work tomorrow, so I don't know. I might have to show up to work to see if the fucking samples came or not. But What's the I got, back of it say? I got a bunch of different windbreakers. I got some bombers and some other things to try out to see what would work best. I got pullovers. I got sip-ups. I got button-ups. But once I get it figured out and test a couple colors, I'll do like a voting thing for everyone to decide which colorway they want to do. But we got new springtime jackets. It's a moped Monday on the left chest with uh, the fuck your car ride moped acronym. And then <laughs> the right chest is a NGK spark plug. With uh, some little like tattoo flowers behind it, and the back says uh, "Ride leaves in two minutes." <laughs> two minutes. Ride in two minutes. Two minutes. Fire it up. Fire up. Yo, you guys remember that time in Chicago when uh when the buzzards kidnapped the rally from that breakfast spot? We're at that weird donut spot. And the buzzers just start walking around. Two minutes! Two minutes! <laughs> my favorite trick ever. My favorite Fired thing. Them up. They pulled in the street. Like, ten bikes got behind them. And you see everyone running to get their bikes running and scurrying and scurrying and jumping on their shit. Like, oh, man, the rod's gonna, rod's gonna leave. And they just took off. And a bunch of people followed them. They went one block around the block and came right back. <laughs> Fucking priceless, dude. It was so good. I mean, we did that in Detroit last year. <laughs> yeah, by accident. You stole our eye. By accident. <laughs> I did it in Florida. I fucking five minutes to everybody. People started like, freaking out. I'm like, relax, dude. Like, Rise not leaving, man. Yeah. So that's kind of what good. that is. The jacket's just like a two minute joke, and like it looks like some tough guy shit. Like, I don't know. You should like it. And, you know, yeah, I'll post it. It'll be up on Instagram, and when we get it all going, we'll vote on colorways and stuff. But yeah. Who designed guys, that? I did. You guys got any anything else, man? No. Nothing cool going on for you? If you find a Vespino out there in the world or can get me one and let me know what that is costing me. If you want to <laughs> go on a slow ride, I want to go on a slow ride. I want to go on a slow ride later tonight. What button is it? <laughs> <laughs> Give them both. Ashley didn't, Ashley didn't say Tom's Matthew or anything, so I guess she wasn't too offended. Um, I think she's down. We had a rough weekend. <laughs> my bike goes 26. My slow bike goes 26. Not I want to go ride. 
on a slow ride. Well, well, why don't you get on this thing called the group chat and be like, tonight, guys, we're going to go on a slow yeah. ride. Because why don't you just don't talk about I, it, be about it. I exited the group chat like four weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, now you got to come back in. Oh, we're also not allowed to meet in the Rebel Garage anymore because we've been too rowdy for the neighbors. Someone sent us a fucking... I don't know what he was riding in, fucking Elvish or something. Like, we can meet there. Just people don't want to, like, when nah, you ride up, well, I mean, the issue is, flash mobbing it. The issue is, they park underneath that window. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know. Yeah. And then people fire their bikes up for five minutes before the ride leaves. Underneath that window. And I'm sure you know who it was. Hey man, I'm just saying they moved into a then city. Then they show up. They came to live in downtown. the alley, revving their motor, doing they wheelies, Jason. Doing burnouts, Jason. They gotta, I've seen you do wheelies and burnouts in that alley. Shut up. But do as I say, they, not as I do. All I have to say is this one club that ruined it for they, everyone. Yeah, black, black, fuck you guys. <laughs> they came to a Richmond city to live in a fucking alley. In a moped alley garage. They should have chosen to live somewhere else. You don't want to live with noise? Take your ass to the fucking country, boy. You live in the suburbs. And it's not even that I really give a Goochland shit. Goochland County holds you down real nice and quiet. It, it all backs up to the part where we're fucking lazy and don't want to move garages. Yeah. You know. Exactly. But so we should. It's Less not trouble even we my cause. garage, so I don't care, we but I care. We got a big old Northside <laughs> fucking warehouse like Chad Burke and then we set. I'm working on it, dude. I'm trying to expand my business so I can do that. But right now, in the meantime. I'll go half, dude. Half print shop, half paint booth. I'm working on it. Uh, we're out of here. Fuck your car. Fuck your car. Ride a moped. Thanks, um, guys, for listening. We appreciate it. If you want to reach out to us, hit us on the voicemail hotline at 804-638-9533. Again, that's voicemail hotline, 804-638-9533. You can also reach us at mopedmondaypodcast at gmail.com or hit us on the IG at Moped Monday Podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a great night yeah, or day boy. or whatever the fuck you're doing. It's night for us. <laughs> Don't die from Corona. So, um, what are your favorite moped sounds? Fuck your car. Ride a moped. I don't know. Like, touch the flower. Is it moving? Like, no, feel free locked up. Sounds like a fuck, dude.